record. I'm rolling. I am hitting record. And a one, and a two, and a you know what? You see what I did that time was I said and a one, and a two, and a you know what? So now I know. Now I know when it's coming. I ended on a do. Yeah. Hey everybody. Hey friends, it's uh, it's another one of these. We're gonna be talking about movies and other stuff. What are we talking about today? I think we should uh, start off with Thor Ragnarok, which we both saw yesterday. Uh, so it's relatively yes. fresh. Um, mm-hmm. You and I both had similar thoughts about it. Um, we we, we yeah. talked briefly about it. We didn't want to talk too much about it because save it, save no. it for the fans, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And plus, I was very tired <laughs> at the end of that when it was over. I was just like, I, yeah. I should, I should probably sleep for once. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. But uh, yeah, Thor Ragnarok just came out. It's uh, I didn't realize this, but it's the seventeenth Marvel movie. Seventeen and the MC, yeah, in the Marvel canon, it's number seventeen. You could have told me it was the thirtieth, uh, and I would have believed it too, though. So yeah, I mean, if you want to include all the TV shows, yeah, uh, then it's probably I don't know. It's at least in the twenties. I uh, um, I also have like a little rant slash tangent I can possibly put, put on the end of this episode because like some news broke today about Marvel possibly buying 21st 20th Century Fox um, this is getting, I just saw something about yeah. that that feels like the pettiest give give us back our X-Men move <laughs> like yeah. I feel like that's what that is well I think uh, it's kind of my my sentiment on it I might as well just start it with this I guess um, yeah we should because I just read this um, so. so I Kind of uh, not really loving Disney's moves lately, especially with Star Wars, how they're like kind of strong arming theaters into playing The Last Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. They're demanding that you play it in a certain amount of theaters. You give them a certain amount of money, which is more than like the average. I think it's like 55 percent is what most studios demand. They're asking for 65 percent. Um, That's really weird. And I, I was just listening. The Red Letter Media review was just talking about yeah, this, and I was that's, like, I hadn't heard about any of this. I, so. I read an article that I was kind of just like, oh, okay, and then they talked about it, and then the 21st Century Fox news came out, or 20th Century Fox, I keep saying 21st, um, and it, I was like, hmm, is Disney Skynet? What? <laughs> They're trying to monopolize? They're, They're trying, trying to, to monopolize. Monopoli- I don't know. Monopolize. Monop- monopolize. I feel like that's what you're about to say, so I'm just calling you on it because I'm a dick. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing where they were saying, if Disney were to buy 20th Century Fox, then it, conceivably uh, you could have an Avatar four featuring Deadpool and fucking Pocahontas, like and just bring everything full circle, like or because James Cameron will let that happen. It's but like what's Avatar's relationship? Well, I, my the, my point was like all the crossover and all the franchises and stuff like that that they would own, but also yeah. James Cameron kind of has his foot in the Fox and Disney though. Like they are constantly kind of working together right now. Avatar World either just opened or is opening at Disneyland. It's true, and it's true. they have some sort of rights relationships that they're always working on between uh, the with the Marvel properties. So it's like. It's not like they don't talk, you know what I mean? It's yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I would love if they could cross over. I, like the 
the implication the implication of them buying 20th Century Fox is like cool, but I'm also uh, like that wrapped in with like the Star Wars news kind of just l- is leaving a bad taste. In yeah, my mouth. Um, it Disney really like, they own every if they do that then they own everything. Like what franchises yeah. they wouldn't have Paramount, Paramount, Paramount Brothers, they like DC. led dry for most of their property with like the superhero stuff was what Paramount Paramount had a lot of every otherwise Paramount has like Hasbro, I think I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting some things. Uh, Universal basically Universal is like the Jurassic Park franchise. Uh, they have the monsters. The universe, yeah, because they've been able to properly reboot that. Um, <laughs> They're going to keep trying if whether or not yeah, we like true. it. Universal <laughs> ultimately has the Fast and Furious franchise, which like that's not to necessarily like shrug off. And also Jurassic World that's made not a fr- like billion dollar franchise. Universal owns properties that make insane amount of monies where money's insane amount of money where it's just like why why this one? You know many many great old green men from history. What? <laughs> It's from uh, it's oh. from Sonny. They make many, many, many old green men from history or something. History times. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what did you? I was like, excuse me, Sean, what was that? Many, many old green. I was like, is that a reference? Like, was that a movie? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a reference. Yeah. It's always a reference. It's always a me. reference in Philadelphia. The, uh, but yeah, no, it's just like weird where it's like, I'm just gonna look at random movies on my shelf right now. Other than Warner Bros, it's like Warner Brothers is and Disney are gonna probably be the two, unless Warner Brothers keeps fucking things up. And because Warner always has like huge mega hits, and then they usually if, Warner's. I always call Warner Brothers out for a random specific friend. They have the same symptomatic problems in all of their big budget movies a lot of the time. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's, it's all boardroom yeah. stuff. It's like all focus group yeah. boardroom. Like, we should have this in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's like Batman v Superman, all of the extra scenes that should have been there for um, uh, all the sequel setup and franchise co- connections mm-hmm. bloat the movie into being like an incomprehensible mess. Same thing happened with The Hobbit. Uh, the mm-hmm. Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman have... Those are both DC EU movies. They both have grayscale strobe light final battles, uh, and then fucking Geostorm, <laughs> which Warner Brothers ultimately released, had a final. There's a big car chase that's literally like a freak lightning storm's happening, happening, and it's a strobe lights ha- like in your face. I was basically closing my eyes because I was like, "This is sickening." Like I, I and I, I saw the mm. studio logo at the front, and I went to my in my brain. I was just like, "Why do you keep doing this?" But it, yeah. Was R.I.P.D. Warner? Uh, I haven't thought about R.I.P.D. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, because he just... Oh, a Green Lantern. Green Lantern is... Uh, Warner. Another grayscale, like, kind of... Yeah. Just like... It, it literally is a gray cloud. He's it's fighting brown, a cloud. It's a brown book cloud. He's a big old diarrhea. Uh, it's a brown... It's, it's a big old all right, it's, diarrhea it's floating in free it's space. A, it's, it's bland. It's bland and CGI. Which is, is weird, because all the um, heroes and villains of Green Lantern are literally color-based. Um... But uh, yeah, Yeah. it is just weird, though, where it's just like how many of the big studios are left. And if Disney buys another studio, then when is it that they just they have the monopoly right now? But like, what's the tipping point to the point where it's just like, I don't think I want to 
support this company anymore, which sucks because Disney has like they they got they got yeah. what I need. It they got even, what I need, man. You won't. Well, it'll it'll also be a point where like every, they just own so much that it's impossible to watch a movie that mm-hmm. they don't own. You know, like. And it's like, ah, well, this indie film released by Buena Vista, or not Buena Vista, uh, Touchstone is owned by sure Disney. Buena Vista is also Disney, though, or it was? Yeah, it probably is. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it's crazy, yeah. but uh, I just wanted to preface our th- as we talk about another Disney movie with uh, the, the, the strong arming the theaters, though, I think is pretty weird. Because mm. it's like, dude, like, just they're going to make yeah. money, like... It's going to make $2 billion. Maybe they were, like, unhappy with how much they saw, how much money that Force Awakens pulled in, and then they saw how much they actually got from it, and it probably wasn't... They probably got less than half of that box office total. So you help know? the movie-going industry. Help the help the theater might, chains. I don't all know. Right. I don't. Here's, the, here's the thing. Like, all right, that movie... I. I know that that budget probably is around $300 million. That's without marketing. They marketed the hell out of Force Awakens. So let's say all said and done, that movie was $500 million to market and produce. Mm-hmm. So you're getting about 55%. At the time, they were getting 55% of domestic box office. And I think they make even less of foreign so I think they make like 35% of foreign and the split was like pretty even. They made like nine, almost a billion domestic and a little over a billion worldwide. Jesus. So they probably didn't make a ton yeah. of money because you split that pretty much in half, probably even more than that. You make maybe 750 to a billion dollars, but you already spent 500 million. So they probably didn't make a ton of money and that's probably why they're yeah. doing this. Or not as much money as you th- would think that they made, but that's this is also not including mark uh, merchandise. Merchandise alone probably makes them a profit, but yeah, which it yeah. should. But I feel like even that kind of stuff has like gone down in recent years. But also like, well, people don't buy his toys anymore. I don't think because like there's no value to them. Yeah. Well, like people. Yeah, no, that's true. And like, there's different movies and stuff that like I remember Tron Legacy. I was reading something about that. Like, the merchandise for that did not move at all. And that was like a thing that like kind of made it so like whenever every every couple of months it'll be like, "Ooh, Tron Three gonna happen," and it'll be like, "Nope." Stuff like that, where it's like, but you know what? I'd see the shit out of a Tron Three. I'd see the fucking shit out of it. I got a po- I got two posters in my room for some fucking reason with Tron. I'm kind of like Tron. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's just kind of my tangent yeah. about Disney and like my frustrations. And uh, but at the same time, they did take some risks with Thor. You know, roll it into that's, that. That's the um, thing with these mar with the mar- with these Marvel movies. The Marvel movies right now, Phase One was how do we get these characters on screen and create the characters in the best way like how do we nail the, the like these characters so you have iron man 1 which per, is an is a great and compelling like still my favorite one they peaked with the first one no, i'm kidding uh, they have uh, uh, a great first movie where it's just like this is like we got to establish who these guys are first and foremost and captain america thor and iron man are all like very very well established right off the bat um 
Everyone else kind of gets tweaked along the way, but usually there's the first solo movies, they nail everybody the first time. Guardians, they fucking nailed everybody there. Ant-Man. And Thor 1. I said that, didn't I? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was emphasizing yeah. like yeah, th- even the Thor. first Thor movie. Yeah. His you get who he is, and like you can complain like, oh yeah, it's it all takes place over a weekend. How much could he have really changed? Well, like it's a movie, so I you know I take the me- the, the amount of time out of the equation. Sometimes <laughs> there's there's gods, there's gods. Like yeah. who cares? Uh, do you know how much it sucks <laughs> to be a person? And if you're literally a god, like uh, and you were gonna be the king of the fucking gods out in space on a floating flat Earth somewhere, like fucking. And you got to come down to our flat earth and just kind of mull around in the mud for a little bit. Uh, I've been reading some pamphlets recently, Sean, but um, the uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, oh, I, it, I don't know. I like the, the first Thor is good, but the best part of the first Thor is its first act. Um, and it's weird because you know what? It's weird because the. On Asgard, that stuff. Asgard and y- and Jotunheim, sit- I think, where all the frost giants live. Then, yeah, Thor: The Dark yeah, World yeah. is. Well, uh, my, well, let me let me finish my first thought, which was like the first phase one was like, whatever we got to do, we're gonna work with directors who can bring these characters and with the right tone and everything to life, and like people who know what they're doing. Um, and they burned a couple bridges there because I think that they were first and foremost concerned with the characters. Phase two was after the first Avengers movie. It was like, okay, our experiment worked. We got the the Avengers happened, and it was a fucking huge movie, and everyone really loves it. Uh, then phase two, I feel like, is where they were more afraid to take risks. They they did some, but like they they played it close. It, to the it's chest. a weird arc of like, let's hire Shane Black to do Iron Man three, which I think is one of the better movies in the in the franchise, but a lot of people don't like because they're like, oh, it's a Shane Black movie just with, in a Marvel world. And then you have like Thor: The Dark World, which is they got a Game of Thrones director. They had a lot of trouble behind the scenes with that a little bit. Uh, yeah, and it's like they took some risks, but they didn't really pay off. And I think that they like some of the reaction to Iron Man three. I think they were like, oh, I don't know, maybe we should kind of keep our hands on this thing. But then you have the Russo brothers and James Gunn doing Guardians and Captain America, and it's like, those turned out fucking great. Okay, like, uh, uh, all right, maybe. But, like, still you can see where the studio kind of held on. But then, like, Age of Ultron... they usually they're usually very like particular about their third acts. I, I think like they. I remember the Russo brothers came out and said that they, uh, Marvel or Disney whoever came up to them and said we need a bunch of helicarriers crashing in the third act. Get us there and then go ahead. That was like what they were given. Like you have to have the helicarriers crashing. <laughs> we already the, have. Well, we've already like we need us. And how out of and how out of place is that sequence? It's just like you have the spy thriller, and then it just like explodes into this like crazy like world ending yeah. kind of spectacle. Yeah, it's not, well, that I like that third act's good because it's not necessarily world ending. It's like we're gonna kill two thousand like two thousand well, specific yeah. people are about to get murdered. City, city yeah, ending yeah, yeah. kind of thing, or like yeah, not world ending. It's not like mm-hmm. Avengers scale, then, but. Y- it's it's like way bigger than the rest of the movie was. Yeah, I, I guess but I should you have say. then like Age of Ultron and Ant Man. They basically stepped in again and are like full studio control. It, but now in the third in Phase Three, I feel like they're putting. I think they're seeing where they screwed up in the past, 
and like they've realized some of the problems that have happened and they are actually trusting like interesting and different filmmakers to just kind of do something different. The guy who did Doctor Strange, I think, did a good job of that. He had a very clear idea with what he wanted to do, uh, like bring back like the old Jack Kirby visuals and stuff like that. And they execute that and it works. Um, Guardians 2 is just great. I'm, I want to give that a... They're just letting James Gunn... James Gunn's got his own thing. Just go, yep. go ahead, Do your James, thing that's kind of weird and not yeah. necessarily as family-friendly as everything else, but just do it anyway. Spider-Man Homecoming oh, is really good. Like, why is... I gotta rewatch it. I haven't seen it since theaters. I might buy it on, like, uh, Yeah, Voodoo like, or why something. is that as good as it is, um, kind of? Uh, and then you have... This movie, Thor Ragnarok is the next one, and it's, they gave, I'm going to butcher his name, Takio, Taika? Taika, Taika Wakiti, I think it's Taika Wakiti, who's in Green Lantern, by the way, I totally forget about that. Oh, he is, and I forget about that too, uh, because who could forget uh, Hal Jordan's (laughs) battle with Parallax, and also uh, uh, the big-headed Skarsgård. One of those. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's related to the Scars Guards, though. I think he's a. I think he's Sars Guard, not Scars Guard. I think he's a separate guard. Uh, okay, so this the Scars Guards yeah, all have clarifying. beautiful, flawless vampire skin uh, because they guard from themselves from scars. While this guy, he doesn't have Sars. <laughs> uh, or a. But he is the leader. He's the closest thing we'll get to leader, yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah. Leader and abomination still technically exist in these movies, and like, I still don't understand mm. why they haven't. I I've said this before. Leader, I assumed was going to show up in Agents of Shield, and that never happened. You could get Tim Blake Nelson to show up on your network show. I'm sure. Yeah, he'll do a day. Yeah, uh, do yeah. A week abomination. I still feel like they're going to like. I, I feel like he'll pop up at some point. Like they. You know what would have been a good place to put him in the fucking gladiator matches in this? Well, no, well, he's canonically, canonically, I forget. they bring him up every yeah. once in a while on, a, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's like he's in like a deep freeze in like some prison in like Alaska or some shit like that. I forget what it's called. Okay. So there is, they do reference that he's yeah. still like And whatever around. that floating okay. prison from Civil War is, I assume he's probably in there. So if they ever do another movie where it's like they go into that place that would be fucking awesome if just like they need to break like mm-hmm. Captain America shows up to break everybody out. That'd be great to start maybe in one and the boss spot and the boss yep. battle like the first the opening yep. sequence boss battle the cold open the the, uh, the rhino <laughs> sequence if you yeah, will Paul Giamatti uh, <laughs> uh, do some mocap work. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even have to digitally alter his head. But couldn't. <laughs> Couldn't get Tim Roth, so we got uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, because the abomination <laughs> when he shows up resembles anything with Tim Roth at that point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's that's the, you could just get like get you whoever, know, whoever any circus fight. Uh, oh, oh, abomination. Uh, anyway, um, they gave full reign to Takio. Taiko Watiti to do whatever the fuck he wanted in this movie, and I think that was I. I'm. More inspired by that. Once I just want to continue to set the stage before we get into the movie. They didn't. They when they announced who was directing this, and then some of the cast and stuff as it was coming out. They haven't had an oddball director choice like this, or like a left field kind of one since the Russo brothers did mm. uh, Winter Soldier, which is 
fucking awesome. Yeah. And like those guys' careers is what I want. But um, he's done what we do in the shadows, a lot of uh, Flight of the Concords and uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People, which is great. Uh, and he brings in a lot of those people to show up again in this movie. Uh, he's a comedy director, but he's proven that he can do genre with what we do in the shadows and he can do spectacle or a larger scale despite a small scale story. Also a road trip movie with uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Have you seen that yet? I have not, and I'm going to after. Pro- I might sure. even watch it today. Um, well, even what we do in the shadows has some like good mm-hmm. wire work too. Like there's there's some really oh, good my wire um, crew is like, ready. Subtles. fat bastard. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the song, I my wire. Whenever anyone brings up wire work, uh, that's the first thing that goes into my mind. I hope my wider team is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I was. I love what we do in the shadows. It's probably, probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite comedies. Very like cool. It's up there in terms of mockumentaries. Honestly, it's right cool. up there. Very, very it's cool. Iconic. It's right up there with uh, Spinal Tap and what we do in the <laughs> shadows. Uh, or no, what we do in the shadows. It's, it, it, I like in terms of mockumentaries. It's like right up there with it's like so Best in Show and like it's it's, it's really good. So fucking it's really good. good. Uh, because it goes all in, like it, it and then it, and then they just throw in like real world elements, and it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is like ridiculous. Yeah, it really walks the line of being like it's this absurd, like it's the insane world of monsters and vampires and stuff, but they have the most boring problems, but like filtered through being a vampire, and it's it's fucking great. Their assistant, their assistant what? is so good, yeah. who's just like, well, that's. It's like that classic brand of like Australian and New Zealand comedy that they also kind of bring into Thor, which it, yeah. in in this was specifically with his character Korg. He he does <laughs> the character Korg, and he's just like this mundane New Zealand like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's just like you know, trying to tr- kind of trapped in here. So we yeah. almost had a revolution, but I didn't print out enough pamphlets. Yeah. Yeah. Just my mom and uh, her new boyfriend, who I don't like, showed up. It's like that. Uh, let's yeah let's get in the movie because like there is that that new zealand and australian style of comedy is like very it's just everything's just kind of matter of fact and just kind of like hey how's it going like nothing's comedy the mundane yeah and relatable yeah it's very mundane it's it's kind of british but not really uh (laughs) it's not as weird as british comedy i think british is a little more weird uh like it, it tries to get a little weird with it but uh he, it's much more. It's very grounded and mundane. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like a lot of like everyone's running around and it's all real crazy. It's just kind of like oh, okay, well, let's just yeah. go on and let's check on that. Then why, why don't we? <laughs> yeah. So I loved that, and you have a, a lot of Australian actors. Is Kate Blanchett Australian? I think she is. She's probably immortal, uh, judging by how she looks in this movie. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, she's she's Gladriel, so I mean, that's they got an actual elf to play Gladriel. You didn't know me. that. Uh, I be, what is it? I don't remember what she's, she's scarier in that than she is in this entire movie, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no fault to her. She's she's one of the better villains of this MCU, I think. Um, yeah, she she leaves enough of an impression, but like. Okay, so let's just get into it. There's, right. 
there's something off with this movie that I yes. cannot put my finger on. I, I was talking about it with my roommate. I think I figured it out. There's okay. like no fucking. There's no stakes. Like there, there's yeah. absolutely no stakes. Um, yeah. That's that's Which like the biggest f- problem. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's that this was the first Marvel movie that's legitimately disappointed me is since I'm looking over at my shelf. <laughs> Iron Man two. Yeah, because I remember I really liked Thor two at the time where I saw it. Yeah, well, the uh, third act, that battle with the they keep going into different dimensions is like pretty cool. Like it's the, a really cool the battle. S- the very middle cool. part of the, the very cool. The middle act of Thor two is my favorite part. The the attack on Asgard, uh, which leads to Frigga, who is Thor's mom's death. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Renee and Russo. then her funeral, and then everyone's reaction to the death and everything after the funeral. It's like this twenty minute chunk of very little dialogue. Uh, where it's just like this attack is starting and everyone's just like, oh, shit. And everyone just doesn't say anything. They just get to defending the city. Asgard, like most of the place gets destroyed. Uh, then Thor's mom gets killed. And then the funeral scene is beautiful where it, there's this one moment where it's like, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. Anthony Hopkins uses his magic as Odin to erase like he for, uh, her body turns into light and then he like moves all of that, all the light into this into space and creates like a new like galaxy or something like that. Then you have Idris Elba's character Heimdall, who is basically he's the 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 watcher of like the universe basically from Asgard. He he looks out into space and he like cries for a moment because his whole job is he has to look at space all the time, and he failed this one time, which resulted in her death, the queen's mm. death, and now it's like he has to look at that for the rest of his life. Oh. It's it, it's like a there's no time spent on it, and I'm probably reading into it way too much. However, I think it's in there. the The funeral sequence of that movie is beautiful, and again, I can see that being a pointed like direction. Yeah, yeah. like the tear. Like I can see that I, being a thing. I think it's in there. Um, yeah. and then and I think it's followed up in this movie because uh, Heimdall is like he's charged for failing to protect Asgard, and like no one's seen him. Where it's I think it's supposed to be because of what happened in Thor: The Dark World. Uh, they don't spend any time on that, but I, that was my assumption. There's that, and also... My assumption was that Idris Elba just didn't want to do another Thor movie, but yeah. It, it's that. I don't think... <laughs> I remember reading in... Real quick, I remember reading an interview with him after he The Dark World. He hated it, yeah. He hated it, because he's yeah. on a green screen, on a like attacking a big green tube that's like all soft with knives, and it's everything CGI. Specifically, his scenes in this movie, I don't think have any CGI, like... Large CGI elements yeah. in them. Yeah. And they feel like they're at real places. They're in yeah. the woods. Like he'll chop like a evil soldier or in sets, half. Like actual sets, yeah. And which they stick out distinctly from the rest of the movie where it's just like mm. it feels like a fantasy movie. And like that's what the Dark World was going for, that kind of vibe. But I feel like to, in order to get him back, they needed to do that. Like that's how they had to work with him. And like I like to. I was like pleasantly surprised that he came back because the whole time I was like, they, he just didn't want to do it because I was thinking about all that behind the scenes shit. And yeah. I forgot, I guess I forgot that he's in a trailer because I'm pretty sure he's in one of the trailers. But yeah, he does uh, the, the chop on the one guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he just which, didn't want to do it, whatever. Which is insane because like the actress who plays Sif is, Sif isn't in the movie, Lady Sif, who's like Thor's uh, platonic lady friend. And she like 
that actress loves this role. She like broke her back on the dark world and like still came back for reshoots and things like that. Like, yeah. I think she had a scheduling conflict. I was reading yeah. an article. I was like, that's a lame, like what? It's fine. She would have been <laughs> yeah. killed off without any dialogue. And dude. Then, and oh then become, Shaz- and then become Shazam afterwards. So dude. Oh my God. That, yeah, the Warriors three went out like the Jedi that surround Mace Windu when they take down the Emperor, like when they try to arrest Palpatine. Like that was the yeah. first thing I thought of. I was like, they go out like punks. Like it's not even. I'm like, they they couldn't give us like a little, even like a two minute battle. Like not everyone, even a struggle. And everyone gets like bits and things like that. You could find something hilarious to do with a big fat Santa like Viking. An Errol Flynn type rapier guy and like a super serious Japanese like Viking. Yeah, they can, all go out. They all go out real quick. Uh, so here's my theory, and like this, this is kind of like speculation based on like the straight up purge of Asgard that happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thor isn't gonna last through the Infinity War movies because um, they literally just like purged all of Asgard. Like well, everyone's fucking dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much, it's just like Thor and Loki. That's like pretty much it. It's Thor, Loki, Valkyrie oh, now. Heim- is Heimdall? Heimdall? Heimdall's around. Yeah. And, I mean, Sif is out there. We just don't know what the fuck she, where she's at. True, true. She, they would have specifically killed her. I, I feel like one line they could have had, like, you know, explained that. But that probably was in like a Warriors 3 scene that got cut. And it's like, the Warriors 3 were always fun whenever they showed up. I, I yeah, like those guys. I would have to like to like at least stick around for act three and maybe like they can die maybe, in act three maybe one line yeah maybe it's something um it's one of those things where it's like it's this is gonna be a bit of a tangent so the first gi joe movie with channing tatum gi <laughs> joe the rise of cobra came out uh at the peak of hating on channing tatum time and that and yeah. Not a lot of people. The Rise of Cobra is directed by Steven Summers, who I believe to be the best in the 2000s and late ni- like very late 90s and 2000s. He was the best, and I would argue this, He and still is the best big budget camp director. What has he done? He has done the first two Mummy movies. Oh, Van, wow. Van Helsing and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Come on. In terms of in terms of straight camp, Van Helsing is one of like it, it's like a modern it's it's not camp as you know it, but it's like a hundred and fifty million dollar camp, which is specific. And it's still better than all the other universal monster movies they've been trying to make. Mm-hmm. Van Helsing's like, sneaky great, but you and I are both I, I, you and I, I are always, both on that on that team. Uh, I'm just a friar. I'm um, just a friar. Van Helsing, they said Frankenstein is evil. Why does it smell like wet dog in here? It smells like wet dog in here. Actually, uh, actually, I'm I'm just a friar. So let's 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 get fucking. Uh, <laughs> oh man, um, Mr. Hyde. So uh, I yeah. guess like overall, like I didn't hate the movie. I didn't hate Thor Ragnarok. I you didn't either. I I there's enough to like in it. Like the positives definitely outweigh the negatives, but the negatives are like essential like f- plot points and like yeah. how to make a good movie. Like, yeah, there's we'll like no stakes. Yeah. Um, like yeah, and the stakes but, like, should be I, high. It's weird. I, I think they never got yeah. the stakes right in any of the Thor movies, and I feel like that's a huge problem. But real quick yeah. though, 
let me just finish my 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 my. I had a point. When I was oh yeah, 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 yes, it's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. It's fine. I, yeah. I just in in that first I'm do movie. This while you're, while yeah, that's fine. Uh, if if in that first GI Joe movie, like a lot of people didn't like it because it is kind of a sloppy, messy movie, but it made enough money to make a sequel. And the first thing that they said when they were going to make a sequel was, "We're going to kill everybody from the first movie." But that the second GI Joe movie got like delayed due to whatever reason. It got delayed by like a year. Do you remember when that happened? Uh, I vaguely, yeah. It was going to come out in like in like the summer. I could be getting this mixed match. But it was going to come out in like the late summer, and then it got like held back until like the following March or something crazy like that. It was like a nine month, and they made that change like the month before. So it was like, what the fuck happened here? Um, so, in the, the, but what happened to be was it was it for a three D post conversion or something? That's what they said, but like, yeah, eh, was it? Uh, the yeah, true. But what happened though was. Uh, in between then, Channing Tatum, everybody started liking Channing Tatum again. Uh, or not again, but like for people were like, oh, this guy's pretty great. So he gets killed off in the first half, in the first act of that movie. It, it, it feels like, a, oh, okay, people don't really love the Thor movies, so we're just going to kill everybody off and erase a lot of the elements that make a Thor movie a Thor movie. And it's... It's questionable because it's like you could have used these characters better. Same thing with that G.I. Joe movie where it's like, I mean, now you guys fucked up, but it's because you didn't know that this would have happened. But like, everyone loves Channing Tatum now, for the most part. Twenty One Jump Street. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't know. It it's weird. So, quick plot summary: Thor. Uh, it starts out. Thor is in basically like hell. He's in like a hell dimension, and he's dealing with his demon. Defeats the demon real quick. It's like a cold, nice cold open. Return. That scene is good. All right, so I, I kind of want to dissect that scene. Let's if do you it. Mind. I do too. Um, I got thoughts. So they kind of like teeter slash like straight up break the fourth wall in this movie a lot. Like a lot yeah. of the shots, you're like, are they looking at? the camera because they do a lot of like straight on shots of characters like talking to each other there's and like weird talk- there's a lot of weird shots in this movie yeah and I, I didn't mind it I was like this is cool it's like different yeah. it's something I noticed because um, there's it's really hard to notice cinematography in these movies because it's all green screen so mm-hmm. when I like notice framing like that I'm like okay um, but he's like you're probably wondering why I got caught what, what I'm doing here. And I'm like, yeah, I am kind of wondering Thor. Thanks. Like, and I was like, okay, like I'm into this tone right now. Um, and then he gets dropped in like the trailer. They show him dropping on the chain. He's hanging there and he's talking to the Balrog and, um, mm-hmm. he, uh, Mr. Crab- another, the Mr. Crab's another- Balrog. <laughs> it's Clancy Brown. The, the, oh shit. I was trying to figure it's, out who the voice was. Oh I was like, my God. I was like, who the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, Clancy Brown is the big evil oh, fire wow. monster. That's, that's, not, that's on brand. Speaking of Balrog, I have another major observation about this movie that I want to talk about in a minute, but, um, okay. That's, that scene was really good. Um, it's really funny. Yeah. They just like, he does the thing where he's like swinging around in a circle. He's like, hold on, let me get a, go around. Right yeah. there. I'm, I'm going to want to talk about this movie's first act, but that first bit where it's like he's spinning in the chain as Sir Surter, uh, the Balrog, is talking to him. Right away, it's like the tone of the movie is just a straight-up comedy, where Sir Surter yes. is like a fire demon who literally has the, like, he's threatening to destroy all of Asgard and, like, grow to the size of a mountain, but they treat him like he's just this really annoying guy that they know. And it's pretty, which is really funny. 
and 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 Thor's yeah, th- and like Thor's reaction is like hold hold on hold on let me just wait till I spin around real quick and here we go perfect like and I think where that's where this movie succeeds and why a lot of the mis- shortcomings are forgivable is because it it establishes the tone and it doesn't really deviate from that and I think that's where a lot of the Marvel movies fail is like are we supposed to be funny or supposed to be serious and like certain movies are like bottled in seriousness like I think Civil War is much more of a serious like there's not yes. as much comic relief but and then there is I, but the comic relief that they do achieve in Civil War is masterfully done that airport battle yeah. is fucking hilarious yeah. which is like re- the only place that can fit because it's like the stakes are high but it's like oh this is like what everyone came to see and yeah. like you want to see these like oh Spider-Man and Ant-Man are going back and forth like that's great yeah um, Ant-Man's just so happy to be there he's just he's got orange slices um <laughs> they uh <laughs> But they, one thing they do really well in this is establish the tone and pretty much go with it the entire time. They never, the movie never takes itself too seriously. A couple exceptions. A couple exceptions. uh, Most of the Odin stuff. We're going to get to Um, that. But definitely one of the positives is that it was pretty much just going to be a comedy from the beginning and... Mm -hmm. They just kind of went with it, and I it's a pl- do it's appreciate a plus. that. It's a movie that takes a lot of risks, and I think it pays off because its tone is insane. It's a really weird movie that it feels like a, they don't quite make them like this anymore. It feels like an eight. It feels like a weird fantasy movie from the eighties. Uh, yeah, where like a never-ending story or like a willow, like when shit was weird and like yeah, because it's like fantasy and space and like there's just a scene straight up where Loki and Thor just shoot at a bunch of people with a bunch of purple lasers and I was just like this feels eighties. Flash Gordon, I've there seen it is. Flash there Gordon. it is. Like in the tone that it's like it's kind of bad. Like everything's real colorful it's and fun. Dumb. Yeah, everyone's in goofy yeah. costumes. And it's like you got this meat-headed, dumb hero who's like going through this big adventure, but he's like he's ridiculous. His bravado is much m- more than like his actual being. That sounded deep. I don't yeah. know if that made sense, but it, it's it Flash Gordon a hundred percent. Yes. Well, like look at Jeff Goldblum. If you took him out of that movie and put him in Flash Gordon, the eighties. I'm talking eighties Flash Gordon yeah. with. Yellowface and uh, mm-hmm. Sam Jones, uh, Max von Sydow. Oh, Yellowface, Yellow yeah, a great yeah, that's a thing. Dick Tracy villain. That's a good thing. Um, that's a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, if you took Jeff Goldblum out of this movie and put him that, you would like okay, like it, it works perfectly. Like he's mm-hmm. got like this weird metallic gold like robe, and it's like super tacky. And he, he's, there's like a part where is, his chair moves, and he's like tapping his foot, and he's like snapping. Yeah, he's like come on, let's take a look at you, and he's like tapping his foot and snapping. It's it's really Jeff good. Goldblum. This movie, this movie had I, I everyone's like, oh, there should have been more, and I was like, I think there was just, just enough, enough Jeff Goldblum. I, I feel like if it was too much, I would have been annoyed because like when he like has those like public service announcements, like that was great. Like he's just big like hologram. this big holographic Jeff Goldblum. Like hey, how you doing? Hey. Well, Thor's out. We got to find Hulk. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was really good because he's never too like. Oh, oh, he never loses his cool. As a guy, he's just always like, hey, no, and he's basically fine. a dictator. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always like they everything's make light fine. Of dictators, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's Marvel. It's whatever. It's so it's so far removed from our world that it's like fine. Yeah. Um, 
It, that was really funny. I loved like the Willy Wonka. Are you ready to see the leader? Like <sighs> you're ready. You're seeing the leader in five, four, three. As pure pure two, imagination like, plays during that, yeah, which is insane. It's like, it's, like, it's like how did they have this song? I'm I'm just gonna be that guy. And just like how did they get this song? But why does Star Lord make references that a 27 year old man would make on Earth? That's same same thing concept. Right. Like Star Lord makes references yeah. that an eight year old from Earth would never get. Like Jackson Pollock. Okay, um, you know what? So well, that, good point because that joke is too fucking good. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it's too like good of a he, joke. He, he's Jackson what does he leave Earth when he's eight or ten? Yeah. Like how I didn't know who Jackson Pollock was until I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Like. <laughs> Yeah, well, Sean, so you get out. Get maybe out. Maybe I'm not get cultured. Uncultured swine. I'm an uncultured piece of shit. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I sit around talking about dumb Marvel movies all the time. Um, <laughs> let's feel. We're let's making feel each good. other. We should do a podcast where we go to like the MoMA or something, <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about how. It, so this reminds me of GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> this painting really reminds me of Secret of the Ooze. Um, <gasps> oh my god, you too. The <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I want to go back to that so, opening scene. It is a yeah mirror. It is basically the same thing as the first Thor, but everything instead mm. of ice is fire this time. And Led Zeppelin's playing, which makes any scene better. Yeah, that's true. They um, start to do some Guardian stuff, I, but it's it's literally like really, instead of frost giants, it's fire demons, and then instead of a big ice monster waking up, it's a big fire dragon that doesn't have wings, but it like shoots fire out of its back, and it's like has a jetpack built in, which was pretty cool. And there was a moment there where I was like, "Is that supposed to be Fing Fang Foom? Is he dealing with Fing Fang Foom right now?" I doubt it. But if that's how they end up using him, sure. Well, do you know this the story behind Immigrant Song and how he wanted to use it? No. Who? who? And, and this this Taika Waititi. Uh-huh. Um, so this makes it less of a Guardians like, oh, let's put music in it, and more of like, um, I really appreciate Marvel for like letting him and probably paying top dollar for that song because Led Zeppelin notoriously is very difficult with lending their songs to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you don't hear them in a Stairway lot of movies. De- Stairway um, denied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so he made a sizzle reel for the like to apply for the job, pretty much, and it was like all movies that had nothing to do with Marvel. It was he probably put in like Flash Gordon and I, maybe Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Um, he he said it to Immigrant Song, and he was like, "I really," and they loved it, and they. Like through and th- through like the trailers, it's in the trailers and then twice. in the movie twice. Yeah. Exactly. They just like, I guess, really liked it and appreciated that he was really passionate about using that song. And they like stuck with it from when he submitted the sizzle reel to before he even got the job all cool. the way through like a year of pre-production and like studio meddling and whatever you want to do with whatever you want to call mm. it. Um, I just kind of appreciated that yeah, no, something cool. from that early on made its way all the way through to the final release. Yeah, it's um, pretty sweet. Because like, yeah, I think that's really fucking cool. Personally, that's like one of the major like, oh wow, like shit. Yeah, like, that's fucking really cool. Yeah. Um, they were into it. Yeah, it's so uh, that, that's just my little immigrant song tangent. No, that's cool. The um. Uh, yeah, no, that opening scene was really cool, and it, like, and again, it's, I thought it was interesting that it literally mirrors everything from 
the first Thor. There's a couple. There's a. I didn't even think of that. That's really yeah. yeah spot. Because he started on. at one point. He started spinning it and then like not hitting everybody around, and it still looks just as goofy as it did the first time. Uh, the uh, the POV hammer shot was really cool. I loved that, and you could see him like punching people in the background. Like that was yeah. a really cool this, idea. That I don't think they've done. This movie does a good job of actually establishing like how awesome Thor is and how powerful he is. Because you never you never had a good bar for it, but I think that like you get it a little bit more in this movie, where it's like without his hammer, he can still go fucking toe to toe with the Hulk, and like. It's going to basically be a fair fight, um, mm. which was... They finally tap into, like, his lightning power, too, his thunder they make power, him the, which looks really cool. Yeah, they make him the god of thunder. It was pretty fucking sweet. Uh, I was very into it. Um, the Yeah, so basically Thor goes on this little adventure, returns home, uh, ba- very quickly realizes that Odin has been Loki this whole time, and so they go... And Matt Matt Damon's there. Oh, Matt there. Damon's and, there. There's uh, a play. Uh, it's it's uh, Thor's played by his older brother. Uh, yep. By the way, uh, Luke Hemsworth mm-hmm. is uh, actor. Th- there's basically a play that's like a, a false retelling Thor of two. Uh, Thor Two, uh, which also plays into one of my favorite themes of this movie, which is the winners write the history. That's like a major theme in this movie. Um, yeah. And in in so many words, like Loki kind of quote unquote won because he's been pretending to be Odin for God knows how long and <laughs> Odin knows how long in uh at least two years. Uh yeah. So he's he for all intents and purposes won whatever, he won the throne. So like he's kind of retelling history in his own way to be like, Oh, Loki saved Asgard and the nine realms and then Thor throws his ha- shows up, throws his hammer, puts, <laughs> pulls Odin uh, in front of it, and he's like, "Hey, so I, I'm calling my hammer back, <laughs> and it's gonna smash your face if you don't reveal yourself, Loki." And he's like, "All right, I'm Loki, guys. Think, Sorry." Yeah, um, yeah. It, they have a and Matt Damon's playing. Matt Loki. Damon's Loki was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Sam Neill shows up as uh, Odin. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool too. Uh, almost most of the people from Hunt for the Wilder People show up, it, with the exception of the kid, which was I was waiting for the kid to show up the whole time, which was kind of a bummer. But unless I find out he did the mocap for the weird bug with sword hands, uh, that would be great. That would be great. Because um, he's just doing, like, karate and shit the whole time. But the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Thor shows up. He discovers that, uh, so now they got to go find Odin. And so they got to Loki, Loki uh, moved him to New York. He put, him, he put him on Earth and, like, did some magic on him to fuck with his head. And he puts him on Earth. They get to where he's at in New York. Shady Acres, Shady Acres, which is a Ace Ventura reference, yep. is the name of the uh, nursing home <laughs> that they put Odin in. <laughs> uh, fuck, that's great. Uh, and then uh, while they're there, suddenly a portal opens up and Loki gets sucked through the portal. And then there's a, a card which sends Thor to Doctor Strange's house. Uh, there... I loved the beginning of this sequence. I liked Thor's walking around the place. Then there's a great shot where it pans, and behind him you see the big Sanctum Sanctorum window, and it pans past. Mm-hmm. That's like the reveal to yeah. me. And yeah. then you see Thor's head blocks the window, and then it comes across the other side. You see Doctor Strange is sitting like sitting there with his legs folded, uh, it, like in a Indian like sitting pretzel style, excuse me. Um, 
floating above the ground with his cape uh, with the cloak sitting there and he's like hello Thor and then he, he like slowly moves forward out of the shadows and you can see his fi- like you just see the silhouette of his fingers doing like the, the, the symbols and stuff like that and that right there and then from there they're like, tele- like using editing they're like teleported around a bunch in the scene I liked that at first it got a little too much after a certain point but I liked the feeling right away of another character. This is the second time we've seen Doctor Strange in one of these movies. Uh, we have, a, and it's from the point of view of an, of another character, where Strange is now getting more powerful and he can do, like, he's much more confident and can just do a lot more. But also, if he, from anyone else's perspective, he is a weird kind of dark and mysterious being you don't really know what he's kind of doing. And, like, he can just do all these insane things and he's just going to do them, like, while you're trying to get shit done. I thought that was fucking cool. I was like, this is this is a good way to use him. And then, basically, he's just like, yeah, I'll get you to... I'll, I, I know where Odin's at. Um, I'll send you on his way. He's over here uh, in Norway. And then... Uh, but like, and then so Loki has been being held by Doctor Strange because just like he's not allowed to be here, you know that, right? Thor's like, yeah, okay, well, let me just go get our dad, and then we'll be gone. He's like, you're gonna, you're not gonna come back. It's like, yeah, we're gonna be gone. And there's a great bit where Strange opens up another portal and Loki falls out of it, and he lands and he's just like, oh, I've been falling for a half an hour, <laughs> like. So, so he fell into a hole and presumably was just flying around in insane, like, fucking space and dimensional places. Like, trippy yeah. kaleidoscope world For or a half an hour, um, and he's just fucking pissed. I thought that was great. Also, he kind of looks like Tommy Wiseau in this movie. Does. Can we talk about he's that? super greasy. Uh, His hair is even greasier and, like, longer. Especially, like, when he's wearing the black suit in on yeah. Earth. I was just like, yeah. uh, he looks like... He looks like Tommy yeah. Wiseau. I, um, I really do like... I think these movies have always been pretty good at this, and Thor and Loki's relationship at these point... Oh, my knee just cracked. At uh, these point in the movies... Uh, or at this point in the movies, rather. Um, since Thor The Dark World, where it's like he's screwed him over a bunch of times, but also he's helped him. He's helped him almost as many times as he's fucked him over. Um, and, like, he's still his... Bro- like, they're still brothers, uh, no matter what. And, like, this movie has a lot of great brother moments. Like, Thor throwing the hammer and then holding his face in front of him. Like, it's going to come back. It's like, Thor was such a meathead dick when they were, like, younger that this is not the first time this has happened. Like, there's no way. This was a thing that he would do to be a fucking dick. Um, Yeah. And I liked all of that. Now, the next scene uh, is they go to Norway, uh, which I don't know if you knew this, Sean, is 100% green screen. Uh, all of Norway, and <laughs> this is. I want to finish. I want to finish describing this scene, and then I want to and like take a <laughs> take a moment because so they go to Norway, and Odin's just on like this random island that's like grassy, and you can see the cliffs and stuff like that. But it's all green you screen. See all the and, green like, screen. When they shoot them, yeah, it's horrific. When they shoot everybody screen. from behind, it's clearly dudes in wigs that are not the actors who are just like looking out at a green screen. It. It's dude, oh my god. I I had that thought. I was like Wayne's World when they go to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is this is a scene where Odin Odin dies. 
Uh, he yodas away into a bunch of golden light, and he floats up into space. But before that happens, he does he's Yoda. basically talking to them, and he's just like, you know, you're still my sons. Like, he has a nice moment. He has a nice, like, talk with them. And then he's like, just if you're ever trying to, like, think of me or whatever. He says something. He's like, if you ever think of me, just remember that. And he points out, and it's like the ocean, because Norway is kind of, like, where they came from. Like, that's their connection to Earth. And he, like, points out into the ocean, and then they have a shot from behind, and everything's fake and looks terrible. And it's like, what, what happened here? After Odin falls, like, turns into golden light and he fades away, which happens really, really fast, I should also add, and still looks terrible, um, Thor and Loki have, like, a minute or, or a moment where it's like, Loki starts to cry, and then Thor is, like, really upset, and lightning starts to, like, come out of his hands, and Loki's like, hey, whoa, 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 what the, what the fuck's going on here? He's like, chill. While that happens, Hela shows up, uh, who is their sister that they didn't know about. Yeah, Odin does an exposition dump. Hela shows up behind them and is like, hey, I'm here. Dad's dead. I have the rightful... She's the, she's the firstborn, so I have, she's like, I got the rightful uh, 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 right to the throne. Um, so, claim, claim, that's the word. Um, so, just suck on that. I'm going to go to Asgard, where I'm going to get even more powerful just because of rules, and then... Uh, Fuck you guys. So Neil and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Thor throws his hammer at her. She catches it. And as we've seen in the trailer, she smashes it. Uh, and then from there, they try and flee with using the, the rainbow bridge or the, the, the big laser. Uh, she follows them through it and like throws them out of the beam. And then they both get lost. Uh, she arrives at Asgard and kills everybody. I'm going to pause real quick. That's basically the first act, more or less. Yeah. So yeah. much stuff happens there so quickly and is glazed over. I think the the my biggest problem with this movie, I think, is the first act is both jarring, uh, has too much going on, moves too quickly, and also it ha- that Odin scene is very problematic. And here's what I'm confused about. There were set photos. Uh a while ago when they were shooting where Anthony Hopkins is dressed up like a homeless man with like an eye patch and stuff. And he's like, Oh, he's this crazy guy in New York. Uh, and in the first trailer that you, uh, that they showed, um, Hella and Thor, Hella breaking the hammer happens in an alleyway in New York. And I think that they use the same footage, but they just rotoscoped everything and then just, excuse me, then just changed it to like a shitty version, like Norway Island. I don't know why. I don't know what, what the reason was, but they changed things in order to bring them out of New York and have to go to Norway for like a, for some reason. I I don't I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And that was, it was distracting. Uh, that whole Odin scene was incredibly distracting. And then, like as it was happening, I was like, just get all this stuff out of the way because I don't know what the fuck happened here. Like it, the movie kind of mm. gets rolling after that. But I I feel like that first act. It's kind of like Rogue One, where it's like we're just going to all these places and we're getting to barely meet anybody. Yeah, nothing's really gonna sink in, and here and now here we are. Like Loki yeah. yields to being Odin after like two years, but it feels like it took like five minutes of conversation. That being said, Hopkins as Odin as Loki is an incredible, very short performance. Like, mm, Thor shows up, and he's mm. like, ah, shit. Uh, hey, how's it going? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was, yeah, it was nice to watch. So, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about that, the first act? 
kind of thing that I just brought up. I tried not thinking about it in the theater, but I was like, oh, this is the scene where they changed it from New York to weird green place in Norway. Um, so now that you're like mentioning that, I'm like, wow, maybe they did change that. Maybe they cut, they want probably trimmed it down for runtime. Um, they were like, how do we condense? It's like the only excuse I can think of. Just like, let's just trim as much fat as we can and condense all of this basil exposition into like one scene in Norway. I feel like a lot of that though, like uh, it's all stuff that didn't feel like it should have been treated as basil exposition. It's like where since Thor, the dark world, there's been like that thing where it's just like, yeah, where is Odin? No one knows. Like we knew that Loki took him away, but we didn't know where the fuck Odin went. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to turn on a light also because I'm looking at my video screen and I'm like fucking, it's super, Hello, super Sean. creepy. I'm like, uh, it's like um, uh, Apocalypse Now. I'm just Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. You do. I didn't want to lose any weight for this podcast. Yeah. That's weird. That and is super. Yeah, because I remember I was like, what is Anthony Hopkins talking about right now? I, I, I kind of got lost in like what he was saying. I was like, is he supposed to be crazy or am I just like not like am I missing something here? Mm-hmm. But like I was just like fucking confused. That it was whole like time. the most dramatic scene, but it didn't work at all. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here, guys? Hey, what happened? Like what? What the fuck? Um, what kind of reshoots happened here? Yeah, or oh, the laziest kind. Or gotcha, if there gotcha. wasn't any reshoots at all, and they just like rotoscoped them out and put them in Norway or yeah. Green Norway, um, Grun Grunway, the it's, nice old studio in Atlanta. Yeah, um, it, it it was just weird. I was like, this. It was it was really distracting, and it took me out of the movie right away. And I feel like that was the problem with the first chunk, where it was like. A, we basically knew all the things that were going to happen from the trailers and the post-credits scene from Doctor Strange, but there's also the basically the jarring tonal shift of Thor is a, a real ridiculous goon right like now, where and he never knows where to put his hands while doing a casual lean. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's 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 really funny. That was a great joke. That yeah, was it's a great re- joke. It's really funny, but like it's also just like right away at the top of this movie. It's like, oh, oh, okay, oh, all right, all right, all right. He's just, he's just this now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's what a lot of the complaints of the reviews I was reading too is just like, yeah. this is what Thor is, and like I, I remember reading a thing that Chris Hemsworth said that Kevin Smith was a big reason why they changed things. He was like, let's just make Thor ridiculous, and they were like, okay, um, <laughs> thanks. Kevin. So they did. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Yeah, I, I'll I'll send you the link. But yeah, Chris you, Hemsworth you said, did. yeah, I, I remember. I, I couldn't remember. Did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, that's, I mean, it's the most logical step, I think, for in terms of like making a movie and making, getting people to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in terms, I don't think it was the best storytelling uh, move in terms of like the bigger like thematic elements of Thor and the Marvel universe in general. And also the idea of Ragnarok, which is the end of end of the world. Yeah. 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 So I was kind of like, okay, I'm enjoying this movie, but it like, if you watch the three Thor movies, it's probably going to be very jarring. Yes. Um, uh, and it's, 
Yeah. And also, this is another thing I was thinking about after. If you think of, like, the, the big three Marvel characters, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, all of their part threes are kind of the same thing. To a degree. Uh, Tony throws away his suits at the end of part three, and and it's also about, like, getting him out of the suit as much as possible. Um... Civil War, this doesn't completely add up, but this this movie is very similar in a lot of ways to uh, Iron Man 3, where it's like... Well, like, tonally, tonally, all three are very different than the other two of the trilogy, of their respective trilogies. Yeah, well, I'm also saying just, like, storytelling-wise, it, it's, it's about mm. destroying the hero as much as possible, and that's what happens in this, and I think that's good. It's just, like you're saying, there's not a lot of weight behind it, because from there... Thor and Loki get thrown away and, and they land on this crazy planet Sakaar where it's just a garbage dump planet uh, that's ruled by Jeff Goldblum Thor gets put into gladiator games and it's very Tron Legacy like uh, Loki has been there for like a couple weeks because time works differently and he's like working his way up and, and and like there's a great scene where Thor meets Jeff Goldblum and then in the background Loki you can see him out of focus and then it, he comes into focus, and his first line is just like, "Yeah." And then I just let go, and they're like, "Oh my god, you let go!" So it's his, it's him telling the story of what happened in the first Thor, which I like, and that's what he's doing at the moment, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, but like, and right away, Thor's just like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good here. Like, I'm, I've worked my way up, and the Grandmaster likes me." It's like, "What? Didn't you have to compete in the games? I didn't have to compete in the games. Why not? I don't know. I didn't have to compete." Like, he's just like, oh, "I don't fucking know. I've been here for like two weeks, man." <laughs> Which I thought that was like really fucking funny. Uh, I, I don't think my audience, the audience I saw it with, thought it was that funny. I feel like they weren't react. They they were reacting to random things, and then these two older women at the end of the movie suddenly were cheering like when like during all the flights I was like what's going on here I don't even think you made any noise during the one shirtless scene which I mean there's only one but <laughs> zero stars not enough shirtless scenes um, <laughs> we did get butt Hulk though Hulk did. butt <laughs> we did get Hulk butt and it's, he's got a big old shiny Hulk butt uh, which was funny um, we haven't even, I yeah um I think that the second act would have definitely benefited from like one or two more smaller scale, shorter gladiator matches. Yes. Um, a build up. A build up to Hulk. Um, and also just to like show Thor learning how to fight without his hammer. hammer. Also, he um, probably would have kind of been enjoying himself. And because action scenes, because, yeah. you know, why not? He also movie. He probably would have also enjoyed himself too, where it's like he would have in order to there you could have done something interesting with that where it's like he's tapping into his old version of himself who loves to fight just for no reason. Yeah, because he's like reckless as shit in the first movie. Like that's the whole point of that first sequence in the first movie. He's like, I'm gonna do it because I'm Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? And then he'd, get, um, he'd start to get the crowd on his side, which would just start bringing that out more and more. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like showboating. Thor, like, Thor. No, you're right. Bones he should have fought bones. Bones off. He could have bringing bones. A space bone saw McGraw, just like some sort of alien oh my creature. God. That's basically CGI Randy Savage. You could do oh it yeah. now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What if? But like, even if it's like a montage, I'll take a montage like yeah. to immigrant song. Like, put immigrant song there instead of the beginning. Yeah. Uh, just have him be like. <laughs> like cutting dudes up and stuff and then like the it builds up to like and now your main event 
Hulk Incredible Hulk. You know, uh, that's like my bad. <laughs> you're, you're that's my bad stadium Goldblum. Yeah, stadium Goldblum. <laughs> uh, that being said, I think I was on the fence of the movie where I was like, I don't know if I like this. Uh, up until the arena scene. Um, the There's some good moments like scattered before then. Uh, I think we get to meet Valkyrie before, and she's pretty cool right away. Uh, she's just like drunk. She's a drunk, and, and uh, I got a lot of Star Wars vibes from the like character, like this the scavengers in the trash, yeah. the guys that like like I got a lot of that. Just a more like, colorful version of that. Yeah. Everything's just colorful yeah. in this movie, and it's awesome. Like with weird kind of like neon colors that you don't always see. Not necessarily neon. Mm. Um, it's like a yeah, co- like past like color like, not run. pastels. It's yeah. colors you'd see at a color run. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, greens. Yeah. They're, br- they're all bright. It's it was, it was yeah. the color palette's really cool. Um, there's a uh, the Stan Lee cameo in this. I thought was great. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. They're they're getting Thor ready to go out into the arena, and they're like uh, they're like okay, well we're gonna have to um, uh, process you, and then they're like all right, we're gonna have to give you a haircut, and he's like, uh, and he's in a chair. No, you're not. And he's like, no, you're not. And then uh, it's Stan Lee, and he's just like, oh, I'm sure that we're going to cut your hair or something like that. And Thor's like, Thor says something really dramatic about cutting his hair. And then Stan Lee's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And his arm is like this crazy thing, and he hits a bunch of buttons on it, and it turns into this crazy, like, buzzsaw thing. And Thor's just like, oh, oh, and he was like freaking out. And then he's, uh, they, that was really good. Yeah, like that. Kind of distracting, but you could, cause you could tell that they shot that cameo months before and they weren't in the same room, but Probably. you know, Stanley's old, so mm-hmm. I'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah. But like still, uh, I, I, that was yeah. one of the, it was, it was a great, it was a great incorporation yeah. of Stanley. It's, yeah, like, for sure. It's better than the, the Spider-Man homecoming one is like him popping out of a window and just being like, Hey, what are you doing back there? And then somebody says like, hi. And he's like, Hey Susie, how you doing? How's your mother? It's like, why did you give him that second line? <laughs> yeah. He did not need the second line. He didn't need that second line. It was like, I assume Stanley says hello to friends he knows and everyone that he meets, like even when it's not Christmas, but he, <laughs> you didn't get, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Scrooge. Yeah. No, that wasn't Scrooge. Uh, it's just have a holly jolly Christmas motherfucker. <laughs> You say hello to friends oh, you know. Everyone you meet. Everyone you meet. Uh, and everyone you um, meet, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it also just kind of highlights that he's not an actor, too. Yeah. So, like, just the one line. just the, It's always like, a, yeah, Spider-Man. What or whatever it is. He should have pushed someone like, away from falling rubble again. Like, that's his best. What if, what if Stan Lee's just J. Jonah Jameson in the next one? <laughs> yeah, I'll have a couple of pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Get me those pictures, Peter. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I, I do. I like the Stanley. Excelsior. I like the Stanley cameos that kind of do something with the story, or like they they they. It's not just like oh here he is. Like I like the Incredible Hulk. He's the reason like the government tracks him down because he drinks a soda that has the Hulk's blood in it. And like something like someone got gamma. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that that right. one might be my favorite one where it's just kind of like he drinks it and he's like, Oh, whoa. But it's like implied that he, he died from that. And like, because of that, they're like, someone got gamma, gamma sickness, which is what tracks him down. And this, he, he's the one who cuts his hair. And I was like, you know what? That's, I like when he interacts yeah. a little bit with the story. Um, opposed to, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not just like, Oh, he's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like oh he's here. he's doing and he did a, and he did something that had an impact. I, I like when that well, happens. Um, 
Which wasn't when is he like the one of the watchers or guardians? He's just talking the guardians. He's just hanging out with them in the second one. <laughs> That's a good one in the sense that it like it it confirms that he's like the same an guy. extraterrestrial. Yeah, he's like actually a person, yeah. and I like that too. But you're right; it doesn't really have any effect on the plot yeah. at all. Um, that um, one just confirms like a fan theory, which is more fun. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, the gladiator fight though is fucking pretty awesome it's a pretty great fight between uh hulk and thor and we get to basically meet the new hulk i'm gonna call him new hulk but it's it's the same hulk that we know but he's been that way for two years and now he can kind of talk and he's like an infant and it's but he's like an infant though slash this is kind of the vibe i was getting it's like he's like a um a really dumb high school athlete that's getting a lot of good success and he just doesn't really know anything other than like football like that yeah. might be like a kind of mean interpretation, but like that's the vibe I was getting from like what they were going with. It took me a while to notice too that they were building a Hulk uh, face on that building. Um, yeah, like they had you know how they had like the different faces of I'm assuming like previous champions. Like I was like, oh okay, he's getting his own face. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, oh, that was cool. Beta Ray Bill's on there. Yeah, so I was yeah I was actually gonna ask you if you knew who those other faces were because I didn't know. I just but, know Beta Ray uh, Bill's the one. He's kind of like Space Thor. He's like a horse face. Alien. I think I liked the, the Gladiator match itself was great, but I felt like like I said there were a lot of missed opportunities with like either having more battles building up to that or just having like cool cameo weird cameos like a Beta Ray Bill cameo yeah. or like a another Howard the Duck cameo or something oh, to like Howard just the Duck one hundred percent would have been betting in there like with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he would have been in the skybox with Loki you know and what? the Grand I also Master. feel like this movie on Sakaar, this might have been a place to just throw Red Skull in. Throw him in the background. He's yeah. hanging out. He's like a high roller with the Grandmaster. Like, why not? Like, you know what I mean? But It didn't even have to be Hugo. It could just be Guy. At this point, I don't CGI. expect it to be. Like, I feel like they can just CGI. No, yeah. like, get Max von Sydow to be old man Red Skull. I want that. I just want Max mm. von Sydow to be old man version of any comic book villain. Uh, quick tangent. Works. I really want a Max von Sydow um, Mr. Freeze where it's like Ooh. where it's like the Arkham one where he's basically in a robot suit because then you could have a vision. I've probably said this before on this podcast, but then you could have a visibly old man trying to save his visibly like younger wife who's been frozen for we don't know how long at this point. And he's just old, and the only reason he's, like, a credible threat is because he's literally in, like, a robot cyborg suit. And uh, also give him some polar bears for Batman to fight, because that'd be fucking bitching. Because John Peters would love it. He would love it. John Peters would say, I got two first names, and I love polar bears in my DC movies. Uh, Where's his Um, mechanical ice spider suit? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, yeah, I... I like that idea um, a lot, actually. But, yeah, I just thought there were a lot of missed opportunities in uh, the Gladiator match. Like, just surrounding yeah. that. Like, just fucking take stuff from Gladiator. Like, that's... Yeah. Great, like, come on. It, it like was, It was like they wanted so bad just to do get to the Hulk fight. And they, they were building it up, building up. Who's this champion going to be? Motherfuckers, we all saw the trailer. We all we know, all yeah. Know. Like, and yeah. It, that's annoying because I think... Uh, is that marketing's fault? Like, I, like, how do you hide that? Well, like, other you know Marvel I mean? movies, I think, have done a good job of 
working against the trailers in the sense the yeah. Mandarin seemed like the Mandarin was going to be the fucking craziest villain in the Iron Man 3 trailers. And I lo- I'm one of the people who's like really on board with what they ended up doing with that character where it's, no, he's not the big bad at all. He's just a fucking weird guy who's do- who's an actor. He's, he's, a, face, he's a face, yeah. And I think that that villain only works. That twist only really like that twist works as well as it does, and people were so disappointed because of the marketing. But I don't think that that was like a. I feel like Shane Black behind behind closed doors wasn't just like, why would you put this much emphasis on the Mandarin? It was probably his idea to be like, build up this character, like build up yeah. this big bad, and then we're gonna just say nope. But, uh, yeah, the gladiator fight had some really funny, fun fan service moments. I was dying. I was the only person in my theater laughing when Thor started to do the, hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. He's, he, <laughs> he starts doing the thing from Age of Ultron that Black Widow recites this poem or whatever to the Hulk. And he, keep, and he keeps trying he keeps, it too. Like, it's great. <laughs> where It's like, it, it, the question there is, did they tell, did everybody learn this lullaby thing? Or was it just something Black Widow discovered that she could kind of do that would calm him down? And he kind of what? And Thor's and he's trying, trying it. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. I thought that was like the funniest thing. And it's like, you know, it's not going to work in the gladiator fights. Like, you know, this isn't going to work on the Hulk. It's it's just it's just not. And then I, the punchline being Hulk, like Thor's holding out his hand so he can touch his like wrist. And they shoot it like the same way that like Romanov does it, which is supposed to be like a kind of sexually charged like moment between. Yeah, like there's well, there's a connection. They like love each other. She's trying to calm down her lover, basically, uh, who turns into a rage machine. And he reaches out his hand, and Hulk grabs his arm, and he does the fucking thing from the Avengers where he slant, he does the ragdoll thing that he did to Loki. And there's a great moment where Loki's watching, and he's just like, fuck, he's like, yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and it's... That that was yeah that was yeah, great. Was, I really liked all that. Loki, I really I just really liked Loki in this movie a lot. A lot. Like he he really like was just like perfect little like you know like obviously you had to be in it because like you don't really have Thor without yeah. Loki. But uh, and his like yeah. he he's just like he's funny and. Like, he also kind of grounds the movie and reminds you, like, yeah, that happened to me in Avengers. Like, I'm terrified of Hulk because of this. Like, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's humiliating. When, he's, when he, like, finds out it's Hulk, he's like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, <laughs> Thor's just um, like, hey, Loki, look, it's, it's, it's my buddy. And he's like, ah, we're, again, it just feels like a nice, like, brothers being assholes to each other. Uh, and yeah. it's, that stuff is so good. And, like, even by the end of the movie, there's a part where... Loki tries to betray Thor again, and Thor is, like, two steps ahead of him. And he's just like, we're just going to keep doing this forever, just round and round, where it's going to be, you're going to, uh, you're, you're going to do something terrible, and then you're going to repent for it, and I'm going to step in, we're going to work together, and then you're going to betray me again, and around and around it goes. And you know what? Kind Bye, of a brother. Batman Joker. Yeah. A little bit of a Batman Joker, similar, like... But- we're destined to do it but forever. Like, Thor's never going to kill him, and I don't think Loki ever wants to kill him, but it, it's much more of like a Thor's just done with it. Like, one of the best scenes in the movie is they're trying to get a ship, and 
it's Thor and Loki together, and they're on an elevator, and there's just a moment where Thor's just like, uh, where Loki starts saying something, where he's like, you know, once you get off of here, uh, I think the next move, and Thor cuts him off, he's like, I think you should stay, and Loki's like, I basically says the same thing. There's a great exchange where Thor's just like, no, seriously, this place is chaotic. You could rise to the, t- you're doing, you're already doing very well here. Like you could probably take over if you wanted. It's violent. It's chaotic. There's a lot of scheming going on. You'd, you'd love it. You'd, it's great. This is perfect for you. You could rule here. Um, Loki's just kind of like, wow, but it, it's, it also serves as like a backhanded compliment from Thor where it's just kind of like, I mean, do whatever the fuck you want. You're kind of a terrible person, but like, you know, I still kind of want the best for you, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, it's, hmm. it's a nice little moment. And then it's followed by one of the funniest parts of the movie where they're like, oh, uh, there's probably going to be a bunch of bad guys out there. It's like, yeah. Oh, we should do uh, we should do cry for help. No, we're not going to do cry for help. Uh, no, no, no. Or no. What, what do they call it? Call for help? No, let's not do call for help. Yeah, call for and help. It's call like, for help. One of their old schemes that they would pull when they would be, like, in battle together. It's like, no, we're not going to do Call for Help. Do you got any better ideas? No. Then we're going to do Call for Help. The, the elevator opens up, and Loki's are, like, limp over, like, sh- like with his one arm around, like, Thor's neck and over his shoulder. And Thor's just like, oh, call for help, call for help. And there's been an accident. And a bunch of guys turn, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And Thor's like, call for help. And they start taking a couple steps forward, and Thor just grabs Loki and throws them at him. Which is... Which again, it's one of those things where it's like Thor's the asshole brother and Loki's like the younger, like he's the younger one where it's just like they've done that a bunch and it was Thor thinking that it was a real smart, clever thing, but it's just the dumbest meathead thing you could possibly do. He just, thro- <laughs> he just throws his brother at people. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing <laughs> clever about what he does. There is nothing clever about that in the slightest. It's so funny. Oh, fuck. Oh man, um, uh, yeah, that's you're right. That yeah. is really good. Uh, let's talk about Hulk and Thor in after the fight. What did you think of Hulk? Because I feel like I'm steamrolling as usual. So, um, I I liked that at first. I was like, why can he talk? But then they like, oh, I've been Hulk yeah. for two years, so like you could obviously he'd like pick up on dialects and whatnot, and um. <sighs> That's the thing. That's kind of where I think there's like a little bit of a lull in the really? movie, and like I there's I, there's just not a ton I can remember yeah. about it. Like I just remember I liked I liked Valkyrie a lot. That's like and like she kind of has a a little bit of a good chunk of the screen time. Like not a good chunk. Like she this she is where she's like really that. is established. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I like what they did with Hulk a lot. I, I liked when I liked when. Th- Mark Ruffalo came out like when he was back I was like okay and like he's wearing Tony's clothes and they're just like ridiculous weird like he's wearing like an 80s t-shirt with like a blazer and then he puts the the glasses glasses on they're they're just they're Frank Reynolds glasses he looks like a weird like old person (laughs) <laughs> like George George A. Romero yeah. glasses, yeah. like they're just these weird like Coke bottle, and like but like I also like totally could see Tony Stark wearing those as like a fashion statement. Yeah. So like that was like really cool. Like <laughs> I like how uh, they they they're they, starting they, to be like Tony's they, lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I I also this was like a lot one of the best movies to like integrate stuff from the bigger universe without relying mm-hmm. on it. Um, it used 
like stuff like that, like clothing stuff and, you know, the, the sunset poem. And um, it definitely has the most references to Age of Ultron besides Civil War, which is like a direct result of Age of yeah. Ultron. But uh, it's just I went kind to Earth, of made some friends, fought a bunch of robots, came back like that's how he summed up his time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. No, motherfucker did fight the uh, the big thing, the big robot monster from the end of the first Thor. It's like, yeah, no, it's still <laughs> he fought a lot of robots while he was there. It's <laughs> funny. That's and that's the thing. Like you think of you, you always think of Marvel. You're like, oh yeah, but you're like Thor isn't really on Earth all that much, and when he is, it's just to fight a bunch of robots or fight a bunch of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's and to him, it's like, yeah, just went to Earth, fought a bunch of shit, came back, yeah. Yeah. had a girlfriend, broke um, up. <laughs> It was a mutual. I broke up with her. It was, it was mutual. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they wrote Natalie off uh, Natalie Portman, and uh, this movie there was literally no place for them in this. And movie there was at no all. love interest. Um, yeah, at all. I thought they were going to nope. do it with Valkyrie, and they, they just apparently didn't. cut scenes where she explains that she's bi, which he's like, why? Why would you, why would you cut that? That's oh, all right. Can we talk about okay. one scene? Um, just one. So there's the scene. Just, just the one Yeah, scene. just the one, and then we'll be done. Um, <laughs> Remember this other? Remember when... Uh, it's the scene when he's, like... I think they're, like, down in the weapon, the armory, and he's, like... Oh, I always wanted to be a Valkyrie, and then I found out you were all women, and obviously I can't be a Valkyrie. And then like he's like, I love what you're doing though, like the women yeah, fighting. It's, yeah, yeah, I've like, always said I've always said that like we should a have really, a, a all women team of uh, fighters, and uh, it's about time. He like winks and gives like a thumbs up. <laughs> it's 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 just a really like it's it's a it's really funny. Because he just, well, Chris Hemsworth handles, I mean, it, the whole movie he just does really well. Like, he just, he's a really good actor. Like, I don't think people are really going to talk about that as much as they should, but he just kind of nails, like, he, everything. He knew drama and comedy um, both really fucking well, and he can ad-lib. A lot of this movie's ad-libbed, and you can... He, yeah. <laughs> They said in particular he ad libbed the uh, "That's in my brain forever" when he sees Hulk's <laughs> naked body. Like, just like that's that's in my brain now. That yeah. was ad libbed by him. Uh, that's, like, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I love that scene because I think it kind of acknowledges that like Marvel ha- has kind of not really given the the spotlight to female superheroes oh. yet. And <laughs> I also I didn't uh, like that. you know what I mean. I was thinking more yeah, about like, uh, Ghostbusters, which all- he was in, and I was like, is that in kind of response to that? I don't know. I didn't. Oh, that's a good one too. I didn't think of Ghost, but I thought of that in Wonder Woman, just because like Chris Hemsworth has been very vocally like eh, supporting of Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman, and um, and they've had like interviews where he'd like talk about who would win in a fight. It was just like re- it was really like fun cutesy yeah. stuff. But um, I just thought it was, it was first of all it was like handled really well, and also it's just it was a little meta in the sense that like. I think like oh superheroes are like starting to integrate like in your Wonder Woman movie and like the Amazonians but and not, like the but Valkyrie not only that, now. It feels like I don't think Thor comes out like sounding like he's completely in the right there. Like it's he sounds. Oh no, not exact, at all. That's it, why it's, it's so funny. He sounds like a scumbag. It's, it's like a typical, yeah, a typical guy that's like trying to like oh Ex- exactly. Like, and and yeah, again, like, it's great. It's just great. a big like, dumb meathead, <laughs> and it's like he always. But he, he always means well, and, I, and whenever they go back to that, it's great. And some of that felt improvised yeah. too. But uh, 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was just a very yeah. well executed scene. Yeah. I think, like in general, across the board, just like and we were really talking about and, um, framing in that scene. Thor is stuck behind like a laser wall, uh, and the, the framing oh, yeah. of that shot is weird. Where it's like the lasers are pointing at you, and it's like there. It's like a the screen's literally cut in half. There's a lot of um, symmetrical shots with with different setups and stuff like that. Uh, and it's I don't know. It was just it was just an interesting kind of feel. Um, it's like separated this, like the lasers in theory are right like pointing you. directly yeah, at the camera. Which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, I, th- I, I like, yeah, Valkyrie is really cool. She has enough of an arc where <laughs> there's a great moment where it's like, well, cause you're such a booze hound and like, we're going to, we're going to make sure we clean up your act and we're going to, we need the help of the Valkyries. It's like, oh, well, I mean, I'm going to help you guys. She doesn't want to go back to Asgard because all the Valkyries were killed. All the Valkyrie were killed by Hela however long ago and she was the last surviving one and she never wants to go back because she failed and also because of the traumatic event that happened there so she's an alcoholic and she lives on this other planet and she's like being a junker and she's not really a good person uh or she kind of does like scummy things in order to get by but there is a great moment where it's like i'll go back with you to asgard uh sure and he's like oh you're gonna clean up your act quit drinking and like, go be a hero again because that's what heroes do she's like i'm not gonna cut down on my drinking like <laughs> she's like I, I don't know where you got that idea and he's like oh, oh all right uh, uh by the way our team name is uh, the revengers uh what are we getting revenge against uh oh, i <laughs> plan on getting revenge against hella and uh do you want to get revenge uh, how about how about you uh, where are you at on the re- <laughs> oh, do you want any revenge <laughs> <laughs> that was another really good, very cool. Very cool. I, very I, I cool feel like scene. him and Ruffalo um, were ad libbing a lot together. That that was the vibe. It just it's it was a very like natural feeling, like almost a buddy yeah. cop movie. Like it teetered on buddy cop, especially with him and Ruffalo. Yeah. I was like, but, mm, short nerdy scientist, big buff ner- loser, like big buff like yeah. jock type. Uh, but there, there's a fun. great thing. The relationship there is great, though, where it's like Thor and Hulk kind of get along because they're both fighters. And Th- Hulk is really dumb, but like there's a kind of a mutual respect between the two of them because they're both warriors, especially the Hulk in this one. And uh, there's a great part where it's like uh, Hulk's like, oh, uh, Thor only want to help Hulk so he can get to Banner. It's like, no, that's not true. I like you more. I- I've always lo- I've always preferred you more. And then when Banner shows up, he says the same thing to him, which is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's, when Banner when Banner shows up, up yeah. though, the, the, when he like turns back into Banner, that scene was like that was kind of terrifying. Like, because uh, he's like mm. he's, he's like, like, punch, like punching himself in the face because he's realizing that he's gonna go away for the first time in two years, and he does not want to. There's a couple times where he's like shrunk down to Banner, and then he. <laughs> real quick, like, balloons back up. And it's special effects and performance-wise, it's... I was, like, watching that. I was, like, uncomfortable. I was, like, that was horrific. And, like, it was, like, upsetting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But then right away, his relationship with Banner is, like, they are co-workers. They do work together. Uh, Banner's in a tough spot, and it's, like, just... It'd be, like, if some guy you know who works in a different department than you... Uh, is like the only person who can help you out of like getting out of Thailand or something like that, and you don't know why you're there. Uh, like some, you had a crazy night. You end up in Thailand and su- like on a work trip, and just one guy in a different department's there, and it's like, oh, we kind of know each other. Like, fuck. I, I mean, I guess I, you're the only person here I know. Like, it, it's very much that relationship. And there's a great part where where Ruffalo's just like, 
no, you don't like me. You you, you just want you just want the Hulk. You don't even like me. We're not even friends. Like he's like so heartbroken. <laughs> I like the yeah, and he's in like his reasoning too. He's like, I don't like Banner. Like, science numbers, like what? It's like, dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I liked. I, I just loved Ruffalo yeah. in general. Uh, he just he's just like really confused and like he's like, where, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, in the craziest I? situation <laughs> and has not. When he first wakes up, though, he's just like, he's like, do we do we stop him? What what's going on with Sokovia? It's like Sokovia. <laughs> hey, buddy, that was two years ago. Like. He has no fucking idea what's going on. He, he left. He left in the Quinjet as the Hulk mm-hmm. and just never changed back. Really cool idea. And it's like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, so then they they get they steal one of Jeff Goldblum's ships. Ship. That's like an orgy yeah. ship. Uh, <laughs> and uh, which I think kind of led to one of my favorite action scenes, actually, uh, when they have to like take down the the squadron, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, that's chasing after them to get to the the Devil's <laughs> Anus, uh, which is a thing. That's not yep. a joke name that we gave it. It is called it's, the Devil's Anus it's a joke by name everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's, you have the Star Trek um, in the darkness chase scene through the through Sakar. Yeah, but I, it was done better. I, I like the the score was really cool. Mar- Mark the score in this movie did is the score, awesome. like, which like yeah, was really cool. Super cheesy eighties like, like or synthy, and then um, so I like that a lot. Uh, they get out. They get back Asgard. to um, where where do they go after that? They go back to Asgard. Um, which is I liked that they showed Asgardian <laughs> civilians in this. Yeah. And um, it's not all just people that can do shit. That's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also. All right. So this is where I'm going to. This is a point I wanted to bring up from earlier. Uh, Taika Wakiti mm-hmm. is from New Zealand. Um, we all know that PJ is yeah, also what, from New Zealand. What's he up to, though? And I don't know. Uh, what is I'm he gonna, up to? I'll, uh, um, I'm going to check his IMDb real quick while you're talking. All right. So. I personally, because I I applied the Australian slash New Zealand school filmmaking, uh, which is basically Lord of the Rings, to this movie. And there are a lot of visual similarities. And uh, I I don't want to say, like, references, but... I'll say watch Hunt for the Wilder People, and you will notice a ton of references in the, the way it's shot. Lord of the Rings. Not a bad, not a bad thing at all. Okay, so no, I'm, if you're gonna like pay homage to a movie, the best mm-hmm. movies of all time, why not? Um, so I thought a lot of the Asgardian warriors looked like the elves from the prologue and Fellowship slash the elves also in the Hobbits, which just don't look as good. But disagree. But continue. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Hela's army, the army of the dead, um, looked like, you know, the army of the dead from LOTR, the green, uh, I mean, green's obviously like a Mm -hmm. specter color anyway. It's, it's not, it's not like Lord of the Rings owns green ghosts, but, 
uh, just something like I, I don't know. There's a lot of visual similarities, yeah. um, and that's where I think Thor: The Dark World kind of failed because it didn't really know if it wanted to be Star Wars or Lord or of the Thrones. Rings. Um, so it ended up just kind of or Thrones. So it just kind of ended up looking like the prequels, and uh, this one kind of it, it it's it allowed itself to be separate because like the Star Wars stuff was where Thor was marooned on Garbage Planet and the Lord of the Rings stuff is mm-hmm. back home on Asgard. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just at the Balrog, I, you know, the, I just like, there were a lot of similar, I don't know that maybe it was just me like well, overthinking also, it, but, uh, I, I, I think they were like deliberate, like callbacks or just overall like, Oh, I mean, if you're going to make a fucking sword and sandal movie and you're from New Zealand, you're going to probably at least put in look Kate at Blanchett sure and use footage of that. And that sizzle. That's also awesome. we, we haven't Carl talked Urban. about Carl Urban yet, dude. Oh my Kinda god! Oh my god! In, but so I really liked it. Well, he had a really good arc too. He's just like I, I want to. Yeah. I'm just a janitor, job. and I oh, there's Ella. I could just hop on train with her and uh, take he over Asgard, and then like yeah. he just feels really bad. He just feels really bad. Like you tell like, us, I gotta like, execute oh, people. Like, sure, I guess. Uh, oh, it's an old lady first. He, he's got his. His buddy Des and Troy. Put them together. From Texas. Texas. From Texas. <laughs> yeah. I, there was, uh, yeah, Carl Urban, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's always great. Yeah. He's really funny in this movie. Uh, oh, um, another thing I read online, the shake weight. Uh, yeah. Th- that joke is a Green Lantern technically a Green Lantern reference because Taika Waititi was up one night at his hotel when they were filming Green Lantern in New Orleans and he just decided he was going to order everything <laughs> he saw on infomercials and one of them was a, sh- a shake weight and uh, so that specific shake weight they like shipped out from wherever he left it in America to be in <laughs> so I was like, that's fucking, that's like something me and you would do with like Giants fucking like, coat or a, something. What's a piece of garbage <laughs> yeah. from some piece of garbage we made? <laughs> like, not piece of garbage. <laughs> Just throw it Somewhere in this in the background. Movie. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's like a pizza planet truck. Uh, so that's a really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Toyota. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. But yeah, I, I really liked Carl Urban. He didn't really. He just he didn't really do much besides like didn't do much besides be like, have an this arc. Kind of sucks. He he saves it. Yeah, he saves but a he bunch of people at the end. But he does, and he saves. Yeah, he uh, yeah. So like, I he's mean, all about saving yeah. himself. And but then like in, even at the even to the point where it's like I will willingly execute people for you. He doesn't end up having to do that. He gets he gets lucky there. But then exactly, and then at the end, of, everyone's yeah. trying to escape. And he's just trying, he's in a disguise and he's trying to get out of there. It doesn't, and he has a change of heart and him and his, uh, <laughs> what, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, but he ends up jumping in and saving the day with uh, his two uh, M16s and he's just like shoots people, like a million of the bad guys uh, before they finally run out of bullets and then Hella kills him. But like he did what needed to be done in order for everyone to get away, um, which is good. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good arc. He, uh, I was like, I remember you were saying he's like this guy with machine guns yeah. and yeah. like what? That's one of the best parts of the trailer. It's just like, <laughs> why does this guy have just like two M16s just shooting down at people? Like that's fucking awesome. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, like it's yeah. Like, it's a very much like this movie has everything. Like that first mm-hmm. teaser was like this movie has everything, um, and it kind of does. Yeah, but like again, that's I feel like that's why I was almost let down. There's like so many things that were great in the movie. Hulk fights a giant wolf, and it's like a thing that barely happens. It's like oh, I guess, yeah, I guess. But th- yeah, it's like so like not. It's it's almost like it, that to me felt like the X wing battle at the end of Force Awakens. I was like, I don't really what this okay, wolf like, is just here cool, so the Hulk can have a thing to fight. Yeah, which is yeah, which is fine, but it it just yeah. didn't feel like it had a lot of impact. Then um, so yeah, so the the Revengers end up. Valkyrie has a change of heart and helps out, and Thor gets her like an old Valkyrie uniform, so she changes into that and kind of regains her honor in a way. Not her honor; she kind of gets back, gets her groove back in a, in a sense. Uh, the uh, Loki shows up, and he Loki shows up with a ship, and the rest of the Gladiator combatants, which we really should talk about. Um, and Loki actually saves the people of Asgard. So it's like initially Loki was building statues to himself as Odin. And putting plays on about himself, again, as Odin. But then at the end of the movie, it's like, I brought reinforcements and I have the ship to save our people. Like, it's like, a, it's that is the closest thing to a selfless act we're going to get from him. Um, uh, yeah. And... He's still like he's even still he's like your savior still has arrived. Like he yeah. like makes uh, a show the, out of it. These, yeah, these he two like older women uh, in the row that me and my brother were in when we saw it were just like whoa. They were hooting and hollering when uh when when he showed up. Um, there was, I was like I, again. I don't think they made any noise during the shirtless scene, but. Um, the, I did like the third act of this movie, and I thought it was cool that. Basically, Thor willingly destroys Asgard in order to kill Hela. Uh, spoilers. Uh, but before that... It, yeah, spoilers now. But before that, though... Spoilers right, an hour and he, 40 he, he tasks Loki with unleashing Surtur uh, and, like, re, like giving Surtur its full, his full potential to turn into a giant flaming mountain of fire. Uh, in order to destroy Asgard, and that's the only thing that can defeat Hela, because the more when she's in Asgard, she draws power from Asgard itself, and then like she's unbeatable. She's the goddess of death, which allows her to uh, make as many weapons as possible. I guess she can just throw a thousand swords at people and go from there. Uh, the which was cool, um, but they can't beat her. Thor doesn't have his hammer, and Odin basically explains to him where it's like, you don't have your hammer, but you're still the god of thunder, and like, the hammer was just like a way to f- uh, focus that power. Just kind of tap into it, and then you can go kick some ass. So Thor is able to just charge himself up with lightning, and there's a fucking crazy scene where it's just him beating the shit out of people with like thunder. She Did I mention that she takes out his one eye? Yeah, I was gonna say like that. There was another thing in the trailer that they probably either CGI'd over or loved like they shot different that, versions of because I was like, she loses, oh, he loses okay. an eye for like, the, in, in the mm. third act, which is great, which makes him a little bit more like Odin. Great, uh, and then kicks a bunch of ass. Everyone else is kicking ass. They blow up. They decide to blow up Asgard. Uh, it's an immigrant song. It's an immigrant again. song. Again. And then everyone gets away in a big old spaceship. Thor is now the king of Asgard because Asgard is a people, not a place. Which I was like, that's an interesting idea. I I really liked that. Um, and then yeah, no, I everyone too. on 
But there is a moment when Loki has to go uh, unleash Surtur, where he goes back. I love that they went back into uh, Odin's treasure vault, because that's a really cool idea for a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, I like the whole, uh, yeah. the, the great moment where Hell's walking through, and, and there's, from the first door, there was an Infinity Gauntlet in there that had all the gems, and she just sees it, and the first thing, she just goes, fake, and pushes it over, and then she's like, points to the, the box. Because it, yeah, you're right, it doesn't make any mm-hmm. logical sense that that's in the, because Thanos has mm-hmm. the gauntlet, he's looking for uh, all the stones. So. Uh, there is the box of the snow box from the first Thor and she just goes weak uh, she calls something else at, she sees Surtur's head and is like uh, stupid or something like that uh, but then like there's the, the flame of Odin or something like that where she's like oh now this is pretty cool that's right the eternal um, flame yeah uh, Loki goes and he throws Surtur's head into the eternal flame which unleashes him but while he's walking through the Tesseract is in there the space stone which is what what Loki used in the first movie, we don't know what he did, but he definitely did something with it because Asgard is blown up, and the post credit scene is an enormous spaceship showing up, looming over an en- uh, the enormous spaceship that Thor and Loki are in. So, presumably Thanos or someone associated with him. Uh, so that was yeah. my first guess. Because it kind of looked like Ronin's ship. It was like similar. designed in a similar like Pretzel-y. elongated like almost like a, a wing kind of thing. So I was like yeah. I, I, my first guess was Thanos. I expected to, to either um, see him yeah. or to get the first glimpse of his five so, uh, children or four children that are going to be his henchmen in the Infinity War uh, which all have like really dumb crazy names. It's like Proxima Midnight's the one that I can remember. They're all like fucking crazy stupid names um yeah so it's like what's Loki what? gonna do did he do that on purpose in order to lure Thanos there or did Thanos track them down and then Loki might Loki might I would be more interested if Loki took the space took the Tesseract just to kind of take it cause it's like oh here's that thing yeah I kinda wanna Shiny. keep this from that one mm-hmm. time where I invaded Earth uh you know just just to have it that, 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 way, that, that way you have it uh, and, like, maybe he just had it, not necessarily to contact Thanos and give to him, but it's like Thanos might have tracked him down because of that. Loki might be forced to give that over. And, mm-hmm. like, because he was working for Thanos, it's like, I, I don't know what... It, it's interesting there. And, I, I like, that's a good setup. Uh, I didn't I didn't love that scene or the way it was shot or anything, and I feel like that actually should have been the final... That shouldn't have... That should have been the final scene opposed to what actually was the final scene, which was just Thor sitting at, like, a... It was kind of like the first Star Wars. He's just sitting on his throne, surrounded by everyone. But it did have like an Emperor Palpatine kind of vibe to it. Um, I also, I was waiting. I think they cut out a joke too, um, where because like when he first sits in the throne, he starts mm-hmm. like adjusting himself a lot, and I was like waiting for him to be like, "This is kind of uncomfortable." Um, yeah. like can we get another chair or something and like that just never happens and then it just cuts to like another line and yeah. I'm like I feel like they cut a joke out there but um, <laughs> and then they kind of just undercut the end of a world with a joke that like it was funny because only because it was Cork yeah. that was saying it uh, he's like oh you know the steel foundations we can rebuild it and then it just blows up. He's yeah. like, uh, those foundations. Can't do that. Um, <laughs> like, really, 
it, if it wasn't like comedy, the mundane, like New Zealand, Australian brand humor no. probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah. It barely worked as it is because um, they kind of just they, like and that just kind of sums up the movie in general. Like it, it yeah. undercuts the end of a world. It's weird. Um, Let's talk about Korg a little bit. Korg's a big rock man uh, who's from World Planet Hulk. I think he's like he meets Hulk right away and like he's a. Uh, he engages in like the revolution and the gladiator combat that Hulk does. Um, and in this movie, t- uh, he plays, uh, Taika Waititi plays him. He said in interviews, he modeled him after Maori, uh, bouncers who are just like huge Maori, like tribal bouncers, not tribal, but like dudes who are just really big, like warriors, but they're like bouncers. So they're just real soft spoken, really nice guys. And, but if you fucking cross them, they can easily like beat the. Sh- they can easily destroy you, basically, um, and that's kind of like what he was going with yeah. with that character. But he's just so fucking funny. He's just such a nice, like, soft spoken dude. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just. Yeah, he's, he's like, guys, uh, hey, why is there still um, blood and guts and I, hair on this on this I weapon? Th- <laughs> Make sure we clean up the weapons, all right, guys? Like, shut <laughs> up. Um, I when I was like when that character first came out, I thought it was the uh, guy from the werewolf, the yeah. main werewolf from What We Do in the Shadows, <sighs> which would have been hilarious too, because like that guy voicing a jacked like rope rock not dude. Swearwolves. Um, well, werewolves, not swearwolves. Um, I really. Yeah, Cor, Cor, and then he <laughs> Thor's telling him about his hammer, and he's like, "It, it seems like you have uh, some sort of a like romantic connection that would similar is similar to a uh, real life partner. I could spin like, the hammer like, and throw it, and it would pull me <laughs> off the ground, and I would fly. Oh my god, the hammer would pull you off. Oh, yeah, pull you <laughs> off. It's disgusting. Like so great. There was a it lot was. of adult humor in this movie. Like, I, I honestly would, like, think twice about bringing a kid to it. Because, like, they would probably just ask yeah, a lot of questions that you don't want to answer. Probably way more um, violent since, than some of the other Marvel movies. Like, hella kills everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. The the one action scene when she just takes out that whole army was pretty cool. It was, like, super CGI. Yeah. It felt like Matrix Revolution. Yeah, it did. But, it was kind of. I it was, was trying it to was think cool, of what though. it was reminding me of, and that's it just, what it was. Like she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like cool, but what you, you know. Yeah, there were like I said, there's a lot to like in this movie. There's and it definitely outweighs yeah. the negatives. There's something but off at the same time. Yes. The negatives are huge. Yeah, like it just there the stakes. Uh, half in the bag said if you just like put her destroying right. Asgard in the beginning of the movie, which is like what it seemed like it was like you could even do that with editing. You didn't even need to reshoot or like rewrite that movie. You could have just like reorganized yeah. it, and I think it would have been a better movie. And he gets back and like it's all just basically destroyed and the people are like at their like last desk. They're like they're like all like basically like being forced off of a cliff or something and he comes in, and he just like like you know what I mean? Like they're like mm-hmm. literally backed up against a wall and like he has to go in and snap Zod's neck yeah. before he fries uh, the one. She's gonna shoot like, swords out of her eyes. Um so the Never <laughs> Never Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Stray- but then I don't know where yeah. the third act yeah. takes place. Uh, a, but then there's there, there's also things in the third act that I like where it's like they unleash Surtur and Surtur from the trailers seemed like that was going to be like Dormammu where it's like 
Hela's trying to unleash him, which will be the end game of the movie. Yeah. And there's a crazy shot where Surtur is like enormous and the Hulk is leaping in the air and he's going to punch him in the face. He's going to do the Captain Kirk two, hand, two fists overhead uh, punch. And when that happens in the movie, it's hilarious because uh, Thor's like, no, 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 no. And Hulk's already jumped and he's going to go punch him. Surtur like slots him down and he goes flying like three miles into the Rainbow Bridge. And Hulk's and Thor's just like, no, no, just just for once, just for once, don't smash him. Just don't. It's fine. It's fine. And Hulk just turns around. Hulk's just like turns and looks at him, and behind him you just see Surtur like with his fire sword just like cutting mountains in half. <laughs> and Hulk just turns to Thor and he's like, big scary monster. And like Hulk's like, I, I know, big guy. And it's like, okay, all right. And like Hulk's kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Like sure, it, I don't know. It's good. It's it. There. Um, another 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 great moment is when he jumps out of the, the oh. ship and like he's like just watch to Valkyrie like what, what? he's <laughs> he dead it's the pavement he's dead when that <laughs> happens like that's a thing that's played for jokes but like also Banner like the the whole thing when he turns back into Banner he's like usually uh, it's like the two of us are driving the car but like each one has a hand on the wheel this time. Um, it was like the Hulk had the keys, was driving the had the the wheel to himself, and I was locked in the back trunk. He's like, if if I ter- change into him again, I might never be able to change back. And it's like, well, he also might have just actually killed himself before doing that. So who really knows if he like, you know what I mean? That'd be an interesting thing to like get yeah. into in Infinity Wars, I think. Um, because Hulk's I on think the ship, they're going right? to do something like where gonna... they split the two. I, I think they're going to use magic or something to split Hulk from Banner at some point in order to be like, maybe Hulk... Mm. Uh, Scarlet with Witch. Strange as hell. Scarlet Witch could probably um, do something. Because her whole thing is something with, like, yeah. mental energy or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. There, there's something to do. They, they can do something there. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, overall, I liked it. I did not like it as much as I expected, but I went in with very high expectations. And even, I think that was the other problem too. I think the trailers were just so goddamn good that like they some of the best trailers I think Marvel's ever done, mm-hmm. and possibly in like the that genre first one in and of itself. So good. It's a friend from. He's my friend from work. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be so good! Oh my yeah. god! Um, yeah, I uh, uh, like yeah. I'll just keep saying it. Like, there's so much to like, a lot Ooh, to like. I just about farted. It. I think it got uh, a lot of weird stuff. Too. They got really weird with it. <laughs> that second one I heard, <laughs> I didn't hear it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's super weird. They let Taiko Wakiti just go with whatever vision he had for the most part. I didn't seem like there was a lot of studio meddling. Uh, no, I just keep fighting. I, I can hear it in the mic. What? <laughs> nah, I think I'll make it. You're ruining the podcast. Uh, I'm giving it like a generous okay. 8 out of 10. That's like a generous, like, you know, if it, like, yeah, I me. I think like Thor one being a seven I and Thor like two like, being a six. I'll give it like a seven then. If you're going by that metric, I it's around the same par as the first one because it does things that the first two movies. It does the things 
right that the first two movies don't. And the things the first two movies do right, mm-hmm. this doesn't. Does that make sense? Where it's like, in The Dark yeah. World, Thor gets his hand cut off at one point, and like, it turns out to be an illusion. And it's like, well, it, oh, that would have been kind of interesting to see him forever physically changed um, because of this story. And then that happened. Uh, now we do. It, it's just things like that. Um there's other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like there, there's a lot of moments that are good callbacks and things like that. It's one of the better ones that feels more ingrained into the universe as a whole. Yeah, they in, they integrate things from Ultron and like all you know. There's it's just it's all natural. It didn't feel forced. Slowly squeezing his um, way through the Quinjet, which looks like that shot in the first Avengers of him running down the hallway, for example. It's like it's like things like that where it's like that might mm, again. I'm probably just reaching, mm, but that's where my that's where my brain yeah. went. No, I don't, hey, I don't think you're reaching. I don't I don't think you're reaching at all. Like there's these things are done. Like they had they had thousands of people at, at yeah. fucking animate that shot. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had they definitely had yeah. intentions with it I think oh. I think you're right um, I the CGI Norway. was really good for the most part um, Norway what yeah Nor- dude who knows is that even CGI at that point like did they rotoscope like did they cut them out like literally like fucking might have cut them out of the scene um, I don't know that was super weird but yeah, a generous like if I could do a half, I'd give like a seven point five out of ten. Um, a lot to like, definitely. Uh, I worth did. Seeing. Did you see it in three D? I didn't see it in three D. Uh, I was in like the second row, so that might do with something okay. to do with it. But it's like at one point I took off my glasses and like uh, yeah, ew. I was like okay. <laughs> I was also like I was exhausted yeah. yesterday, and I feel like uh, my. Uh, the 3D and I feel like my theater it wasn't really into it and I was just kind of like let down I was pretty bummed after I was like oh man like hmm I walked out of it like really into it but then I like yeah. re- had time to like think about it and I was like okay weren't a lot of stakes didn't really like I, I wasn't like worried that they yeah. weren't gonna get off the planet you know it, it's just, I don't know if it's like I don't know but they definitely like they didn't do it as cookie cutter mm-hmm. as most Marvel movies do it. Um, there was a lot to like, a lot of like Lord of the yeah. Rings imagery. That I think I a second viewing I'll probably like um, it more, but I think there was a lot of just jarring things that were just different. Yeah, and like there was there was a degree of like I've been really excited for this movie. Like I just just get to the Hulk fight, just get to the Hulk fight. Like I know it's coming. Then they kept building it up. I'm like, come on. If they had, if they had hid that, that I was the been problem. Like, it felt like what? they, they it, like, and again, that goes back to what I'm saying. Where it's like sometimes in the marketing, just like, don't let us know that that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing would have like uh, it definitely probably wouldn't have improved BVS that much, but it would have been yeah, a nice surprise if we didn't know Wonder Woman just was say in she was Selena Kyle the whole um, time, uh, and that's what would have saved BVS. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah <laughs> that was the thing that was the crux yeah I, I don't know I liked it I'm trying to like, um, but where does it sit in the rankings it's better than Thor 2 which means it's definitely better than Iron Man 2 I haven't seen mm. Thor 1 or 2 in a while I don't even know if it, like, I'd say it's like on par I like Iron, Iron Man 3. 3 more but I haven't seen it in a little bit um 
I'd have to. I haven't seen many of watch Marvel FX? movies recently. You so don't watch I FX anymore. Do a binge. Well, I mean, they're in the movies. Oh, they so. have them on FX. Uh, what are you talking about? They got the what are you movies. talking about? I'm excited though about? because um, the next movie is Black Panther, and then after that, it's finally motherfucking time to have a war for Infinity Part One. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that we were going to get a trailer for that. Kind of how they did the trailer for Avengers One after Captain America. I well, was that's like, the thing. When, that, that's when why is I brought this it up. shit coming out? Like, they usually only market the next two movies that are coming out. This one came out. Infinity War trailer probably coming soon. Opposed to that leaked oh, one that shit, I've watched a couple right. times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I, I think yeah, I think I, I've said I, I all I need to say I, uh, about Thor. I, I want to give it another view. It's worth seeing for sure. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Especially I've, I've seen every single Marvel movie in theaters. Oh for sure. Like, Black I Panther. Keep the trailer for, for Black sure. Panther played the, the newer one that yeah. reveals that it's like the two Black Panthers fighting and all that with like the fucking awesome music and everything. And before that, I guess my brother had never seen it, but he was just like, I don't know what I just saw right there, and I was like. In the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, these movies are getting to that point where it's like, we can just... With Korg and the his little bug friend, it feels like the director's also got to get an option to be like, here's a backlog of all these characters. You can choose two random ones that you can just put them in. <laughs> she just, hey, what the fuck is this? Is a bug guy with swords for hands and like a mech suit? Yeah, let's get him as photo real as possible. Possibly the best special effect of the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like I don't let's know. Doing it, but Black, my, my point being though, like Black um, Panther is like is coming out, but uh, it is interesting where my brother's just like watching that trailer and he's just like, I don't even know what I just looked at. Kind of. It's it, Marvel. It's it's strayed so far, not in a bad way, but like it's just branched out so much that like, do you ever think when like, first I, people thought when Thor came out, like really Thor, like they're making this, Guardians? and then like really Ant Man, they're making this, really Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> like uh, now it's just like every movie that's coming out now is almost like <laughs> really Spider Man, they got the work. rights. Um, uh, they should pick the most boring, grounded character. Uh, yeah, just, they like, do like that. Like I don't know, like someone who you don't even need special effects for. I don't know who that is, mm-hmm. but do you think uh, after Disney gets 20th Century sure. Fox, they're going to do Fantastic Four, or they should just nix that idea altogether and just put at the Doctor very least Doom that in a movie the very very the least Avengers that. Fight him. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well. The Avengers Tower got sold at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming, so who bought Avengers Tower? The most logical guess would be the fan... Yeah, that's going to be the Baxter building now. So it'll go from Stark Tower to Avengers Tower to the Fantastic Four. It's like, okay. (laughs) Just... All right, just (laughs) occupying the uh, building. Um, Yeah, I... uh, Yeah... I definitely like. I'm excited for Black Panther and Infinity Wars more, more so Infinity Wars, just because I feel like this movie yeah. sets it up more. Like I don't, I don't know how could, Black Panther is going to set up Infinity. You know? it, it could, but I can see, 
That's true. But Black Panther though is gonna be weird. Where it's like um, he's just gonna fight yeah, evil so. Black Panther, but he's kind of purple. He's got some purple highlights and he's got some gold highlights. It's like, like yeah. every goddamn first movie for a Marvel movie, the but villain like, is at least the bad other times, of the hero. They've uh, there's like a little something else. Like when we got home, Ant Man was on TV. My brother put that on. I was like. I was talking to him about the Black Panther trailer. I was like, at the very least, Yellow Jacket in this movie, he's got lasers in a jetpack. <laughs> like, he's got, yeah. he's got, and, the, and he's bright yellow lasers, to, like um, muted red and gray. Like, this is literally like the same guy fighting the same yeah. guy, but just with like a very slightly different color palette. It's weird. And like Doctor Strange is like, well, he's just gonna mm. fight another wizard, and you're always yeah. gonna fight another wizard. So like. Yeah, and uh, oh, Iron Man, Iron Monger. Uh, Clonk. Might want to look into it. Um, yeah. A-bomb. Uh, yeah, Hulk. Uh, Captain America kind of Abomination. Um, Red Skull and uh, Bucky are kind of <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That serum just getting passed around. Like badass. Except it can Woodstock. disfigure um, you to make you either into an abomination that's a bad joke. or into a red skull. Uh or into a <laughs> Or just the a hot macho dude. Does <laughs> does Bucky have that? Like uh, grade A beef. You just have to be you, you just kinda can't be a dick. Like if you're not a dick, that's you're true. just gonna be grade A beef. Um Bucky does not explain why Bucky does not have the serum. It's not. It's Is not it? Like, I, I feel like he's just kind yeah. of got a cool arm, though. Um, I don't know. Marvel. That's it. Eight out of ten, or seven point five. Thor, yeah. Ragnarok. Go see it though. It's fun. It's I. It's yeah. Great. A lot of great laughs. A lot of great scenes. Chris. Good Chris Hemsworth. Really good performance. Ruffalo's great. Um. Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. I don't think we talked about her enough. She's really great. Um, I love. I like. I said. I love that whole history is written by the winners yeah. aspect of the movie. The painting. I thought that was cool. Like when she destroys the <laughs> Sistine Chapel. There's a moment at the end painting. when Thor comes back, and um, there's like the destroyed part of the they they paint they painted over. They painted over the history of Asgard, his, yeah, his which face, was initially yeah. written basically by Hela and Odin, where she would kill every they would go in and they would kill everybody and like take over and that's why Asgard yeah and that's why Asgard is what it is and then Odin eventually had a change of heart and basically imprisoned her when she didn't want to do that when she didn't want to have a change of heart herself and then over that he painted um like a Sistine Chapel of like Loki and like all these and like the the treaty with the frost giants and all these things and then actually it was Loki I think who probably made him change his heart where it's like oh I'm going to adopt this baby um, and then uh, Thor sees the part of the destroyed uh, painting and it looks like it's it's just his face but like there's like a halo behind it and he really looks like Jesus which is like which is like I think that's a joke and yeah. I think it's fucking hilarious that they made him look like Jesus <laughs> Yeah, he had, he, had the, he had like the moving halo because like <laughs> yeah, the murals yeah, Harry Potter. they move kind of. Um, yeah. So it, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep complaining about it. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good.